Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the co-optional podcast for the 3rd of March 2015. It's US Pancake Day today, I'm told. What? No, it is. I didn't even know we had Pancake Day. Apparently you do. I think IHOP may have started it. It is possible. But I was told today was Pancake Day, so I made American-style pancakes. But it's different oh. in America because we don't, we don't like... We eat pancakes all the time. Yes, you do. Whereas we in, in, England, in Britain, we do not. you literally eat pancakes on Pancake Day, Yes, right? on Pancake Day, also known as Shrove Tuesday, which has religious significance. That, Or in right. Europe, it's called Fat Tuesday, where everyone traditionally got rid of all of the fat in their house before starving themselves for Lent. Right. So that yeah, was we, our Pancake Day. Yeah, we call it day. Fat Tuesday here, too. Yes. Where, well, I'm surprised you just don't call it Fat America, because you guys just eat Aww. them all the time for breakfast. But, I mean, not that I want to talk, but hey. They're, That's what I'm tasty. saying. We don't need Pancake Day. <laughs> you make them with <laughs> buttermilk, for God's sake. Buttermilk. Oh, I don't. I don't like buttermilk pancakes. Although, to be fair, I like waffles way more than pancakes anyway, so. I will agree with that. Uh, waff chicken and waffles was something I was only recently introduced to. Uh, so good. It's a thing. That is <laughs> yeah, quite a thing. It is a thing. It is. It's the best thing. Yes. Yeah. You see, in the UK, we have waffles, but they're, they're made of potato. They're just potato waffles. And you substitute fries what? with them. Yeah. You, they're, they're kind of like a... Oh, waffle fries. We no, have no, waffle no, no, fries. No, no, no. They're not waffle fries. They're, actual, they're not waffle they're, fries. They're like okay. a giant waffle fry. So, I, all right. I'm going to have to find this. Uh, they, they had a theme yeah. song. Bird's eye potato waffles. They, I must, this must be on YouTube. Yes, here it is. Bird's eye potato waffles. They're waffly versatile. Here we go. We're, I'll be able to play this for all of you. This, this is waffly. the... Stop. When it comes to Joy. advertising, the UK is very good at being dumb. Really, really stupid. So what we have here is bird's eye potato waffles. There we go. You have now <laughs> experienced bird's eye potato waffles, which are waffly versatile. But you see them. They're huge. Oh, there they are. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're giant. Oh my god, was that was that a potato waffle with chili? Because I'm yep. in. <laughs> oh yeah. It, they're actually pretty good. Super in. Like it is a it is a giant it's like a giant waffle fry. So Wait, there's so a lot lot more potato in them. Is it like is it like tater tots, but in yes. the form of a waffle? Yeah, it's like, okay. it's, it's like a tater tot in the form of a giant waffle. That's what it is. That's, that's real <laughs> yeah. weird, man. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to welcome our special guest to the show that was tricked into believing this is a video game podcast. He, <laughs> he now has discovered that the, the ruse is real. He is Adam Kovic, formerly of Inside Gaming, now of uh, Le Fun House. Or however you wish to pronounce <laughs> it. I like the, the French Funhouse. twang. That yeah, I just, like, we're just going to add the French in there just to confuse yeah. people even more. Yeah. Adam, w welcome. Finally, we've known each other in passing for years. And yeah. finally, we get you on the show. Tell us. Tell us everything. Hey. What happened? Where are you now? What's going on? Uh, so uh, myself, along with the former Inside Gaming crew, have joined Rooster Teeth and uh, Fullscreen. And we're now the West Coast expansion of the Austin studio. And uh, we rebranded ourselves as Funhouse as a new channel. So we can kind of just keep doing what we're doing and uh, allow us to just kind of keep making videos and just, you know, trying to make you laugh. Uh, usually <laughs> failing, but we try. Were you aware that Funhouse was in fact a kids game show in the UK in 1989 mm. that also had its own stupid theme song? 
Uh, yeah, every American knows that. Yes, one hundred. Obviously, we are, yes. no. should we play Obviously. that too? Are we gonna have it? We're gonna have a nostalgia fest here. <laughs> only, only if you play the song while also showing the potato waffles. Uh, we we could do that at the same time. We could do that. It, it was honestly. Yeah, it was honestly that we just liked the name Funhouse, and then I think yeah. there's an ice cream truck that's around here called, like, Ice House or something like that. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Spelled H-A-U-S, like the, the German spelling, yeah? Yeah, the, the whole, yeah. And so then uh, when we were talking to Bernie about show, uh, name ideas, he kind of gravitated towards that, and uh, then the name was born. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's easily searchable, which is nice, and people seem to like it. Yeah, it's a good uh-huh. name. It's a, it's a pretty damn good brand. Uh Incidentally, for those experiencing some audio lag on the stream, I made the mistake of updating to the new and improved XSplit. Apparently, that was a mistake. Oh, I see how it is. Don't you start with me, Dodger. Your version is from 1987. And it turns out if you update your XSplit, it fucks everything up. That was that was only that wasn't true until yesterday when apparently they broke it. But it's okay. Yeah, Funhouse. So I have a story about Funhouse. So this was this was a game show in which they constructed this giant Funhouse and all the challenges would happen within. Uh, but here's yeah. the weird thing. When I went to university, it turns out that the Funhouse crew from 1989 decided to start doing student comedy shows, raunchy student comedy shows. So they dressed up the two cheerleaders from the original show in slutty outfits and they did dancing to what appeared to be drum and bass, which was a very disturbing experience and, frankly, something <laughs> I could have done without seeing. But th- th- this, as we are about to play on the show, is the Funhouse intro from it's 1989. Fun. Oh, it's crazy. It's you need to adopt this. Seriously, <laughs> license it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, we don't have a theme song yet, so I think this we'll have it. to... Uh, this is it. <laughs> Who owns it? Is it BBC? ITV in the UK. I'm pretty sure this does not this show does not run anymore. You could probably steal this and they wouldn't know. So, look, someone always wants some form of monetary compensation for anything, so I don't know how easy it would be to just take. But that's yeah, the internet. Do whatever you want. Yeah, it just sounds so exciting. It just feels like there's so much potential and magic. It it so. really does. It it. it <clears throat> Yeah, I like the raunchy dancer dancer part with the EDM or whatever it was. Yes, that that <laughs> so went, awesome. that went a bit weird. I'm not sure what happened with Pat Sharp's life. I'm, I just I don't want to say anything because he might have been one of those people where things went horribly wrong for him and he ended up being oh. arrested or something along those lines. Oh yes, he is. He's most well known for his trademark mullet. Oh dear. Well, business in the front, party in the back. He apparently starred in a controversial music video for Inoue, a single by Manchester Act Chinese, in which he was kidnapped, beaten with a baseball bat, and then burned alive. Children's what? television presenters have gone in strange gonna, yeah. ways these days. Well, it's funny. There's always, like, the uh, the urban legends of the guys from Blue's Clues. I don't know if you're aware of that oh, show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, of course, yeah. yeah. And it, it was every other week, it was like... Yeah, Steve OD'd. And they're like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, that dude, like, he blew some dude in the back of a club, and then he OD'd, and he's dead. Never, <laughs> never true. <laughs> yeah, it was never true. No. But never. It was, yeah, it was, same rumors yeah. came around my school, man. <laughs> I, I, but but the funny thing is, the one that the actual fun house you're talking about, that sounds real. Like, that actually happened to that guy. Oh, yes. I don't know. Maybe that's what they Yeah. I, I don't know. He had, a, he had a strange life. Apparently, he now hosts a radio show, which it tends to happen to a lot of children's television presenters later in life in the UK. It's just what it, they just put them on the radio. It's like an old people's home for them. Just It keeps them contained. 
It's a strange little island you guys are running over there. We, we do run a very odd island. Welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast, our very own odd island. We do occasionally talk about video games. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about the games that we've been playing this week. And I'll also introduce Dodger because I'm extremely rude and didn't do any of that. Dodger, welcome to the show. It's fine. I'm always here. Hello. Yes. You're reliable. Hi, Jesse is not. Jesse's Jesse's buggered off. We don't know what the hell happened to him. Yeah, I'm reliable. Thank you. He's not showed up two weeks in a row now. Right? We've replaced him with a cat on the overlay. What a patoot. I mean, the fair, cat is far cuter. It's, an, it's a massive improvement. I'd say equally pettable. I mean, the nice squishy beard. True. He does have that True. nice squishy beard. Oh, he's got, he's got a Triforce in the middle, and I'm really kind of disturbed by that. Like, that's... <sighs> he either needs to paint that Sorry, over I, or do I, something with it. <laughs> he actually has a Triforce soul patch? I believe he does, yeah. Just kind of in oh, the middle, oh. there's just missing. It's a little bit strange. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's I, not I on a, purpose either. I had a friend who got the Guitar Hero colors from the guitar or whatever tattooed on his wrist and then a Triforce on his hand right here. A gaming culture that lacks subtlety. I'd say so. Uh, to show, yeah, and that was like the full-blown billboard of that where it's just like, you think Guitar Hero is going to be popular in 10 years? Okay, that's yeah. sure you get that. They keep yeah. saying I, uh, it's going to make a comeback. Mm, we'll they see. say that about Jinko jeans too, and I have yet to see Jinko jeans in the. Jinko jeans are coming back. Jinko jeans are coming back. Adam. I don't know what those things are. Uh, uh, ravers wore them in the late '90s. They would ah. essentially. The, at one point, I, I mean, I, I'm from LA, so maybe it was just a Los Angeles thing. But the bottom opening of the jeans had a uh, inch length and so like if you hit like 40 inches you were pretty badass um but you look like a yeah. jackass yeah you needed to be walking on most of the pant leg so <laughs> that was that was usually Fair. the goal i'll type also you can't really you probably have a hard time searching for it because the spelling is weird it's j-n-c-o like that <laughs> so, did they also have a hilarious commercial that was waffly versatile because if they didn't i don't think interested. so i don't think there I, was I, uk is the <laughs> king of cheesy was, commercials yeah. we've got the best shit <laughs> I should, I should just I, do I'm going to take. I'm going to take your word on it. I'm going to assume. Yeah. I, I had a night of just tweeting commercials, and we realized half of the stuff we enjoyed as children very racist, extremely racist. <laughs> <laughs> we Against can't. Who in particular? Umbongo, umbongo. They drink it in the Congo. I'm like, oh my god. And there's just these black crows strutting on. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I thought I should have been embarrassed for my country. Well, no, we, no, no, we no. Have... When it comes to racism, we're adorably racist. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there, look, we, there was that whole other thing. We're still apologizing for that. So yeah, we're, I you mean, know, you are. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you, we you, we you, go to you. Django on Chain and we're like cheering. We're like, yeah, good, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> That long-standing axe to grind with minorities. All right, let's talk about the games that we have been playing uh, this week. Uh, am I going to be starting off with War Thunder? That might be a possibility. I've been driving tanks it. this week. So mm. I, I've i been thinking about playing a tank game for a long time. And there's really like, there's two big choices if you want to play a tank game. You play either World of Tanks, which is one of the most popular games in the world, or you play War Thunder which is a really popular flying game, like Flight Sim, that yeah, recently Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that that was a game about planes. It and was. then I realized it's the same game. Yeah, so what they did is they put in ground forces. And what they've done is they've kind of combined the two. So it, there's certain modes you can play in, and sometimes there are planes on the battlefield as well. So in the arcade mode, you kind of earn a plane as sort of a killstreak reward. And then you can fly the plane for about a minute 
and the, you can either fly a bomber or a fighter sent to intercept the bomber. And the bomber obviously comes down and bombs the tanks and it's fucking horrific. And then the fighter tries to shoot them down. And that's all kind of happening above you. But simultaneously, people can also roll out with anti-aircraft tanks. So, like, you can get the Verbalwind, for instance, if you're on the Axis side of things. Which is the best name for a vehicle ever. No one has ever come up with a better name than Verbalwind. I mean, God, that's fantastic. It sounds like a Bond villain. I like that. Yeah, it does, <laughs> Verbalwind. Ah, oh, Mr. Verbalwind. I see. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, that would work. But, but it's it's mostly still just tanks, like, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I, I just decided I, I was going to give uh, War Thunder a try because I'd already played the flight component of War Thunder and really enjoyed it. And there's, you've probably seen that amazing gif of the Japanese plane literally shearing off the wing of another plane with its own yep. wing. Like, Japanese steel! Right. Just incredible stuff. But that game's actually... The, the tank component is really good. The, the way that they've simulated it is really interesting. So tanks don't have hit points or anything in that game. What they've got are components and crew. So the way to kill a tank is to either blow up the tank... And how do you blow up a tank? Well, you hit, like, its fuel tank and set it on fire. Or you hit, like, its ammunition and blow it up. Or you knock out all the crew. So you penetrate the hull, then the shell explodes, and you actually get a little x-ray every time you hit a tank, which shows you exactly where the shell hit and what it did. It's kind of like Sniper Elite. You know how yeah. it does that? Oh, man. Yeah, when you shoot the balls. Yeah. That's the best part. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> Nazi the premier testicles. ball shooting oh. simulator. But this is Could like you... shooting balls with tanks. They, oh, my God. We're shooting Could tank they put... balls? Tank this is more how I was imagining it. Absolutely. Can, can the developers of Sniper Elite and War Thunder come together and put giant balls inside of the tanks, and then you can shoot those balls and get the x-ray thing? I would be okay ten. with that. Uh, there you that, go. That's like... So, it's like Skyrim with balls. It's, it's Thank you very much. <laughs> was, you knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just going to get it out there I, early so you can deal with it and move on. I, you know, the funny <laughs> thing is, oh, no, believe me, I, I've, my whole life has been a walking joke. So it's funny when... <laughs> when oh, damn when it. This is the day, isn't this the day where we're supposed to be telling our, uh, our former selves of things to do? Because this seems... <laughs> yeah. What's you're, it called? You're I, me. You're, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, this is me obviously thinking too highly of myself, but I remember at the time I was like, I was the only idiot. I was the village idiot shouting at everyone like Far Cry Three is awesome. You gotta play. You gotta play. I was so excited. It, it was, and like yeah. no one was listening because no one played Far Cry, and I was like, I I had enjoyed the Far Cry series up to that point. Of course, yeah. And so finally, I I had the the mental breakdown moment where I'm like, it's like Skyrim with guns, and like for whatever reason, the PR people were like. Yeah. Oh my God, it is. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And I was like, whatever gets the message out. Like if, if more people play this. And so me thinking too highly of myself, I'm kind of like video game Jesus. Um, so I, um, I Jesus basically sacrifice my, I sacrifice myself so that, uh, Ubisoft so might live. Think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, regardless, I was just glad the game did well and I enjoyed far cry four too. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah, they, I like uh, Far Cry 4. I mean, I like Far Cry 3. Why wouldn't I? It's the same fucking game. Exactly, just happened with exactly. the Himalayas, you know? So, yeah, with a, with a couple stuttering moments, but, you know. Uh, yes, it took them a while to fix that. That was pretty damn annoying. It's like, it wouldn't be an Ubisoft game this year if it didn't have a fucking issue on PC, would it? <laughs> uh, but the funny thing was I went to a Far Cry 4 event. There was It was only PS4, I want to say, when I, like, I just went for the day to check it out. And all the PR people saw me there, and we kind of gave each other this look of, like, I know what you did. <laughs> you... <laughs> 
You to be fair, my... you probably sold a lot of fucking Far Cry threes with that quote. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the royalties are still coming in. All I'm zero sure they dollars. Are. Yeah. I, I need to start charging Shadow Warrior for the quote where I said it's literally better than Half Life three, and it ended up on their Steam page. And... <laughs> Oh, uh, which apparently we're, we're not going to see because that uh, that big announcement that Valve were going to do apparently it's not an announcement at all and people are like no it's actually just a discussion I, I don't know are they running the long con they might be so running th the long con on this one that that happened I was I was out of the office like I literally was in a meeting came here and I know GDC is going on right now did Valve have their thing and it was so just a yeah, well, was it, it was apparently not not a thing. So it's been blown up in various ways. Like HTC, who uh, we're gonna we're actually gonna talk a lot about this later, but I suppose we could just kind of run over it briefly. Uh, HTC had to apologize for making a comment saying that they would really like to have a Half Life game on their virtual reality headset. Uh, <laughs> and people misinterpreted oh. that as there's um, gotta yeah. be a Half Life game on the virtual reality headset. Uh, and apparently the, the, the valve were running a thing at gdc on the third of the third at 3 p.m which is i assume pst so that's going to be in what just Biggest under three hours apparently it's nothing it's just this physics engine discussion that's all they're doing they're not announcing anything <laughs> I, the funny thing is valve is so lovable they probably did that on accident they're like oh shit we they really didn't realize it, I, it just works within their schedule yeah and they're like oh shit oh, it's everything's entirely a, possible yeah oh no everything rhymes with three like, but i wonder I, I wonder if it is that they're playing the long con playing it down then suddenly something does get announced i don't know i'm i'm ready for disappointment with valve always always prepared sure for that, but yeah we, we could talk about save that for later yeah, yeah we'll, let, we, let, let, we'll, we'll sort of talk about all the virtual reality stuff later anyway back to war thunder skyrim with balls <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> the, the weird thing about that game is that because it doesn't have hit points you can literally shoot at a tank forever and not do anything to it like if you shoot the wrong bit your ammo just doesn't oh, do anything so you have to there are points you have to yes. hit in order so if, to do any damage okay it, i understand now that's where things get really interesting because each tank has different weak spots that are historically accurate you can literally shoot a shell through like the observation hole in the front of the tank and each tank has different setup so it's I, I still play the arcade mode which is kind of the easier mode but even the easier mode is all about that if you use the wrong type of ammunition and it says oh so this ammunition penetrates x number of millimeters of armor and this has this amount of armor nothing happens nothing but you could shoot it forever and it just forever. won't it'll just, it'll it just, just won't do anything you just That's flat magical. out won't do anything. <laughs> Magic Nazi tanks. Yeah. I That's mean, uh, apparently Shermans are like that. <clears throat> fucking, I didn't realize Shermans were so fucking tough because I've been driving around in a Stug and I've been like, oh yeah, I'm going to go uh, blow up these Shermans because everyone knows Shermans were rubbish. Apparently not. They're not rubbish at all. They're big, fat, bulbous, and pudgy, but my God, they could take a fucking pounding. You could literally blow off the fuel cap of a tank in that game and blow it up. Like that's a viable well, that's awesome. strat. I, so I know nothing about War Thunder. I, I thought it was so. It's not has nothing to do with World of Tanks or wargaming, right? No, it's by a company oh, okay. called Gaijin Entertainment. So gotcha. kind of this, a, their games are kind of competing. Right yes, now. Gotcha. they are now okay. anyway. So it, it's my, a weird situation because they started by making War Thunder, which was a flight game, and then right, yeah. the World of Tanks guys made World of Warplanes, which is competing with War Thunder, and then War that's Thunder it. added tanks to War Thunder. So okay. that's now. But here's okay. So in in War Thunder, now that they have tanks, mm -hmm. like, can you can you be in a plane and your buddy yes. be in a tank? Yes. Okay, so 
why I fucking love this is that years ago, um, uh, War Machine, World of Tanks guys, they yeah. were like, we'll one it. day, one someday, one day, we're going to make it so that World of Tanks and World of Warplanes and World of Warships can all happen in the same world. But it's going to be a really long time from now. Like, it's going to be way too hard. And now we're... <laughs> Like, War Thunder just did it. War Thunder, yeah, War Thunder's just like, oh, you want to be in a tank or a plane? Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> like, they did, and it's good. Like, oh, the, God. I love the way the tanks handle in War Thunder. They slip and slide everywhere. You could literally Tokyo Drift that motherfucker. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, and, like, they, they get muddier the more shit they go through. You can ram down trees with them. Oh my God. They, I, they handle like tanks. I need a, and these are all, these are free to play. Free to play right? games, yeah. Gotcha. So my, my, my scope of knowing about these are when I go to PAX conventions and whichever one has the bigger, bigger plane. Yeah, it's usually just, wargaming. Uh, so they have a lot of game, money. Yeah. yeah, and they, it always kind of looks the same. So I just kind of assumed, I'm like, oh, it's kind of the same thing. I have had no time to play either one of those games, but you're selling me on it slowly. I'm, I like it's, this idea. It's really satisfying to kill a tank in that game because of how, yeah. like, complicated it is to actually kill the tank. It's not. I, I, I've got to be honest, I haven't played much of World of Tanks, but my understanding with World of Tanks is that tanks kind of have hit points in a way, like, because mm-hmm. you've got damage numbers in that game. But in this, you don't have damage numbers, because literally, if you keep just hitting a useless part of the tank, nothing fucking happens. You want your shell to explode in the tank and kill all the crew, and the crew are positioned in very specific ways, depending on which tank. Some tanks only have, like, three crew, some have five. If you take more ammunition, it takes up more space in your tank, and it makes it more likely to explode. So it's yeah. pretty fucking, and that sounds really complicated, and it is, but it's an easy to learn, hard to master thing. Driving the tank is super easy. You just get in and you drive the tank with WAS and D, and you aim your turret with the mouse. But there's right. all this shit to learn behind that that's really interesting and entertaining to me. I'm just more surprised that there is a market for the World War II tank crowd enough to make two different games. I, I mean, like they're we both had. Popular. It, very popular. I thought yeah. they were just like funneling Russian mob money. That was always the joke. It was like, <laughs> yeah. do, we, do we? That is the know? joke. Like, World of Tanks is definitely owned by the mob, right? We, right? Yeah. <laughs> I met the CEO. He was drunk and hilarious, and I'm pretty sure he runs like the the mob. What's right? the Russian mob? Uh, begins with a broad, bra, not bravda. Oh, the bratva. Yes, I'm pretty sure he runs the bratva. Just saying. The Russian Yakuza, if you will. The Russian Yakuza, that's literally, I was like, I know the word Yakuza <laughs> and the word mob. And that's, yes, let's figure that's out. as far yeah. as my knowledge goes. The only uh, reason I know Bratva is from watching Arrow, because Arrow had the Bratva in it. I'm like, oh, cool, that's who they are. Oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Arrow's a great show. Arrow Everybody go watch show. Arrow I, after this show. I'm waiting for season Don't watch three it to now. end so that I can watch that. that but yeah, I, the, the guys in the office Pretty love good. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Worth, I, I, will, I will check it out. I'm... I'm really behind on uh, popular games. I mean, I just played my first competitive match of CSGO last night. Wow, after- really? I know. I've been playing on community servers all the time. I'm too intimidated okay. to play. Uh, Counter-Strike's a, it's a ball buster, man. It's oh, People yeah. are mean. <laughs> yeah, a mean, they are. mean group of people. Well, Counter-Strike they, was they, always they, like that. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember playing it back in the day when it was like 1.6 and a little bit on source, but like people take your gun from you and then they kill you and then they make fun of you for killing you with your own gun. I was like, this is new. This sucks. <laughs> like, you guys are jerks. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> it was, we, had, we had fun, though. That was really cool. Like, um, yeah, I was just I couldn't believe how behind I was on that. 
So, but yeah, I'll totally give War Thunder a, a look. It's worth a shot. Like, the, the free-to-play model seems pretty fair. Like, apparently it gets kind of grindier on Tier 3 and 4, but it's the same as World of Tanks. You, f you fight tanks only from your own tier. So it doesn't matter if someone has a super expensive tank or whatever. If you're not mm -hmm. in their tier, you're not going to fight them. So you are going to fight Tier 2 tanks. So I actually bought a tank because uh, I wanted to skip, like, the first tier of tanks. So I spent, like, six bucks on a tank. And apparently it's the shittiest tank. Like, I spoke to a couple of, uh, I had some guys on stream yesterday, and I'm like, yeah, so I bought a Panzer 3N, and they're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, what did you do that for? That, like, that uh, is a weird, that's a re weird world we live in, like, I'm afraid, like, I, I, streaming games is cool and everything, but, like, part of the joy of me playing games is kind of fucking up in my own little way, and, like, yeah. like, Playing through like Dying yeah. Light, I feel like the biggest idiot when like I don't know how to climb a like a certain tower, yeah. and I just I can hear just laughing at me because I don't know what I'm doing, but no one's there because I'm not streaming. I'm alone. I but, totally understand that feeling. There are games where I'm like I'm not even gonna bother touching this, but then I think to myself, well, I could just play it by myself. No one needs to know how bad I am <laughs> yeah. at this, right? No one needs to know. <laughs> no one needs to know. It's our secret shame. It's a weird thing where you like openly get mocked for not being an expert in a game right away. Like we started playing Smite and there were people were like, nice build. I'm like, I don't know the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, I'm I, I literally just get auto buy and auto pick on that. Like, and yeah. people could, uh, people used to criticize me on Smite for playing Anubis. Like, oh, Anubis sucks. Like, dude, like in 2011, <laughs> when I played the press alpha of that behind closed doors, me and my cameraman 2v5'd a bunch of press from Europe and beat the shit out of them with Anubis. That's why I like Anubis. I don't care what the current meta is. I fucking yeah. love that guy. I want to play yeah. him. Yeah, you're, you're, you're talking with a lot of people who have played nothing but Smite for the last, what, four years it's been out. And it's like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a lot like you, TV, where it's like, I'll just try to play everything that I can. Yeah, you so dip like, into lots of stuff, but never like too deep. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I, I feel like I'm I'm constantly remembering and forgetting how to play video games. So like, yeah, I've been playing I've been playing Dying Light a, bu a bunch, but then we went back to CS:GO last night, and I'm like, oh god, I had to like switch mice and like double check that like the the aim was good. And I was just like, I just need to make sure I'm not embarrassing myself because one of our guys was streaming. I'm just like, oh great, goddamn, I'm gonna suck. So that's, that's our life. Sorry, Dodger. Oh, I was just gonna say I I remember when I was a little kid. And I would watch my mom play solitaire on the computer and I would watch my dad play Tetris. And both times I would be like over their shoulder, like, you should have put it there. Oh, you could do, you could do this. <laughs> she you was the backseat gamer. I was, I was that guy. Yeah. And, and now I get so angry when people are like, how did you not see that? And I'm like, because I'm playing the game and it all clicks. Aww. And I'm like, I'm my mom now. I'm my mom and my dad playing a <laughs> game with a little child over my shoulder being like, you suck at this. Um, just, uh, when... When Warms I was, my heart uh, knowing that the cycle is still going. <laughs> uh, when I was three, my parents separated. I'm not trying to bring the room down. This, uh, there's a point to the story. It's but okay. We were... <laughs> I can start telling depressing. chemo stories if you really want to ruin everything. Let's go. We can just... Abort. <laughs> everybody stop. <laughs> let's just let's bring everybody down a level. Uh, well, no, anyway, so but yeah, so when my parents divorced, most kids in L.A. will know this. When your parents get divorced, you have visitation rights. Yeah. So when we got a little bit older, uh, my brother and I would have these extended stays and we would bring like the PlayStation. I remember getting Final Fantasy VIII and we'd sit there and play and I would do the same thing as Dodger where I'd basically go, He'd, my brother start playing, go, eh, just give it to me. And then I would play for like 30 hours straight and he would just watch. I was the worst brother in the world, so I want to apologize to him. Sorry, sorry, bro. I, but, I used to force my brother to go in 50-50 with me on games that he didn't like. Um, I'm a, <laughs> wow, that's I'm a pretty shitty human. I was, when we got our first console, which was a Dreamcast, 
uh, the games were expensive. Like, they were £40 each, which was a lot of money. So we got, like, I think £5 a week pocket money. So we'd literally be saving up for four weeks each and then would would go in. But since I was the older brother, I kind of had the veto right on which game we'd get. So I'm pretty sure we got 90% of the games I wanted and about 10% of the games he fucking wanted. <laughs> wow. I would, uh, all of the game consoles, well, aside from the NES because the NES had Tetris on it, and my dad was not going to let that leave his room. But, like, the Super NES and all that was in my brother's room, and my brother always slept in until, like, noon or 1 o'clock, and I would just sit outside his room waiting for him to wake up, and sometimes I'd just walk in and wake him up so that I could play. <laughs> and he'd be like, get out of my room, I want to sleep. So we were that's all a, ter- terrible siblings in the well, end. Well, that's, that's a weird thing, though. I remember that. I mean being a kid waking up early before school so I could play a video game. Now I'm just like, I, I, I just cherish every moment I get to sleep in. But if I am playing a game that I really love, <clears throat> like I, like a brand new game, I remember like Wolfenstein, I would actually wake up at like six in the morning, go play. And I'm like, this is still ingrained in me. This is sad. I'm a 30 year old man. And I'm waking up and I'm excited to play a video game. Yeah. It's just something that's in like, Hey, anywhere, any day of, I yeah. wake up and I'm excited to play a video game is a good day for me, you know, cause mm-hmm. we do sure. this, we do this for a living. So I think it's really important that you hold on to that. Cause otherwise you just become an embittered, like old school games journalist that hates fucking everything <laughs> and promotes games that are only made in twine. It's like, Oh, come on guys. <laughs> when did you stop yeah. loving video games? I don't know. It's, I don't uh, know. That, that, that's, that, that is tough, actually. I, I, I can't imagine anyone who hates the industry they're in. That's actually a sad thing. Like, that, that is one thing I do, I have, like, come to realize and very grateful for. It's like, I, I really, I enjoy playing video games. Like, yeah. I, get, I get antsy if I don't have something on me. Thank God for my 3DS and my Vita and my cell phone and my Shield tablet and my laptop. Because uh, <laughs> I'd be on the road and I'd have nothing to play. Oh yeah, I, I I absolutely can't be separated from from games at any point. Like I need access to something, like even if it's an iPad game or whatever. It's just gonna yeah. be something to play. It's it's too easy to get bored. But yeah, I mean, we're all kind of very fortunate to be in an industry that we love, and we've all worked jobs that we fucking didn't. So that yeah. gives you a very, very good appreciation, I think, of uh, of how oh. that actually works. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's a that's a thing. I think. Um, I mean working in the MCN space for the last nine years, I saw a lot of younger kind of kids coming up and who I don't think really worked a lot of like shitty retail jobs or worked at like magic mountain. Like I did. I worked a lot of really crap. Oh, there are, there are people, there are plenty of people that, they came into YouTube that have never worked a shitty job in their life. And it turns them into some pretty bad people. Doesn't that blow your mind? Yeah. You got to watch out for that. Well, I was going to say like, it's, it's sad to me, just because like I always have something to compare my life to. Anytime I'm like, I'm like fuck, I gotta stay here late and work on this. I'm like, yeah, but I'm editing footage on a video game, or I'm doing like a, I'm making cool, a thumbnail. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would sit at uh, Anchor Blue as a clothing store I worked at. I'd sit there and just miss Photoshop. I just wanted to use Photoshop. I was like itching to use it. I get to use it all day now for a job, and I'm always yeah. like, holy shit, thank God <laughs> that this happened. You know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, God absolutely. is a tiny little cat that I worship. Yeah. I I worked at the post office on a night shift. I walked home in the snow at six a.m. with fucking holes in my shoes, quite literally, because I didn't have enough money to buy new shoes because I was sending it all over over here to kind of support my wife and son while I was separated from them for like three years. Yeah, I'm gonna be grateful for the job that I currently have, and no, I'm not gonna fucking say you all suck. I'm much better than you. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so screw uh, screw that attitude and screw anyone that has it. I, well, I just feel sad for people like that. It's just I have, I have a pity for them. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's always kind of my recommendation. I always just tell anyone. Oh, uh, one quick. You all good? Okay, I'll move out. Yeah, sorry. Uh, being at the full screen office, I have to move around once in a while because yeah. we're in flux. Um, so I might have to duck out for a sec because they no are one. using this for a meeting room. But um, sure. here, actually, this might be fun. This is oh, a yeah. tour. Take us on a yeah, tour. Yeah. We're Take going to see the fun house. Let's, let's hope the Wi-Fi still works. <laughs> uh, but no, I was going to say the thing I kind of recommend to anyone is just get a job that you hate because then you'll eventually get a job that you like and you can and at least appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It works. It's very effective. I would not go back to my financial advisory job for love nor fucking money. I absolutely would not. So. All right. This is fun. Fun house. <laughs> Whole lot of fun. Prizes to be won. It's probably going to be like a regular office, isn't it? Uh, totally. I mean, yeah, hey, we're kind of doing an office tour here now. Um, it's actually really sad uh, where we work. This is the first you time I've ever done this. This is great. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, this is so fun. This is this is kind of our locale. Yeah, this is where we shoot over here. We actually just got a 1D, which is really cool. Uh, all the guys are out to lunch right here, but this is our production set. We all sit at one table. It's really sad. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's a cool space. So I'm going to sit at our gaming PC. And I'll just continue talking. So uh, keep going. Seamless. That was fun. I liked that. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get. We're working a professional there. That's very good. All right, let's, uh, uh, let's talk a little bit more about games we've been playing this week. So, Dodger, have uh, you been playing yes. anything? I, I know you, you played a game called Succulent, uh, but I'm not sure if that counts as a game. I did play Succulent. Oh, my but God. To be oh, fair, Laura, Laura Kay gave the best pitch for that game. Yes, indeed. She was just like, you got to play it. I'm not going to spoil the ending, but you got to play it. And I was like, now that I know that there's an ending, in quotation marks, I'm, I'm going to play it. And literally... The same night that I put up that video, I was hanging out with an old college friend and she was like, so I still don't really understand what you do. Like, <laughs> That's not going to help. What, what do you what do you make? Like, what do you do? And I was like, let me show you my most recent video. And she was like, I don't. What? This didn't help <laughs> like, at all. Made, now I'm just more you confused. You made money off of this? And I was like, yes, I did. That's a, you see, this is why <laughs> I can't talk to most people about YouTube because they just get pissed off. It's like, you don't do shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, f I find games that are super weird and possibly sexual also anime related. And then um, I play them and and that's my job. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a concentrated group of twelve year olds who will watch anything I do. It's like no, they're, I, it's legal. They're yeah, real. it's crazy. They're real. Yeah, yeah, they do exist. They're a demographic. In fact, there are so many of them that they've turned PewDiePie into a multi million dollar fucking tycoon. So there you go. That's true. Yeah. Side note: Everybody should go watch uh, my video, YouTube.com/slash/pressart to continue. It's been your most successful video succulent. all week. Succulent, hundred twenty nine thousand views. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. I went into my analytics and it minutes. was like, hey, this video called Succulent did really well. And I was like, oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Oh, I know. So what actual um, yeah. games have you been playing that don't involve um, I played, that? Uh, I played Druid's Duel. Did you oh, end up playing that? I haven't ended up playing that yet. What's it like? Because that looked really good when we watched the trailer for Druid's Duel. I'm really bad at it. Speaking <laughs> of games where you don't want people to be watching you play it. Okay. Uh, it's one of those. So like you have... Um, the concept of it is you're on all of these different floating islands that are in a grid, right? And you want the grid to be entirely your territory. Okay. So it starts off, some levels start off with like half and half territory. Some of them start off with like no one has any territory and you're just trying to gain as much as you can. Um, but you have different classes of druids. 
that all have sort of an, an animal familiar that they can become. So there's like a tanky one that turns into a bear. The bear can literally just plow through anything and kill everything. Um, there's one that can turn into a wolf and the wolf is purely for grabbing territory. So he can't attack anything, but he can, he can run around a lot. Right. And then, um, one of them can turn into a bird and the bird can, uh, land anywhere, can go anywhere on the board, including a space that's occupied by an enemy druid. So you can like destroy a druid by just being a hawk and like dive bombing them and taking their spot. Uh, so it it's also difficult. looks like the territory disappears as well, like squares disappear from the board. Uh, I have not gotten to a part where that happens yet. Well, that, that looks does. scary, because the board <laughs> seems to disappear under you, which is a bit terrifying. Oh, God. <laughs> so yeah, you uh, all of the druids have a different amount of space that they can attack, and they all cost a different amount of mana, and you gain mana or magic as you play the game. But um, you have to think a lot about it, because... You might be like, oh, man, there's like just one square of territory over there that I can grab. And you go there. But what you didn't realize is that you just happen to be within range of one of the bird druids, which are also archers. Right. Like you have to be conscious of so many things. And the mechanics are, are different enough in that with with the animal familiars, you have other things to think about. Okay. That adds some some fun stuff to it. But yeah, I'm real bad at it. Oh, man, I am like so bad. It looks um, chess-like in many ways. It looks kind of terrifying. It's fun, though. You, you could have you just made all of that up, and I would just believe you. I was like, oh, that sounds like a video game. Oh, yeah. Sounds about right, yeah. Well, Try I mean, it's got bird. druids in it, and they're fighting. It's druids, Jill. There you go. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. It's just an extra... That That's like the super niche. Uh, I love that. It's like, we're going to take this one class from a fantasy uh, role-playing element, and we're going to make a whole game about it. Like, that's just... It, you druids said it's indie, awesome. right? Sure. It's indie, wow. right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, let's be honest, everyone's rhetorical. done mages and wizards way too fucking much. It's like, it's ah, true. a wizard's battle. Or it's, it's time for the druid. It's like, druid it's time. True. Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah. Or you can go to like, uh, like Kingdoms of Amalur where they're like, just you're just all of them. Who cares? Yeah. You're, you're everything. Yeah. Kill everything. <laughs> yeah. You're a rogue wizard uh, sword man. I don't who cares. Like, that we're out of business. Just have fun with the game. Yes, we spent so. far too much on bullshit, unfortunately. <laughs> that, that's a sad yeah. tale there. It I really don't know like, if I... I want to try Druid's Jewel. Looks good. I can't decide if I prefer games where they start you off and they're like, you can be anything you want to be. Or if oh, I prefer man. being told, here are a few classes. Fo- fo- focus on a thing. I don't know which one I like more. Mm. I think I like, uh, I think I think I like, I like having classes. I think I like classes too. I like specializing. The main problem is that not every game does classes the same way. So I'm the sort of person that would probably I- I either roll a two-handed warrior or a mage. In, but there are some games where mages are not very good or the two-handed warriors are just shitty and i think the the problem with a lot of games is they don't give you the chance to try the class out and actually get a feel for what it can do before everything starts and some games do the whole abilities thing which was the phrase mm-hmm. coined by giant bomb to say you start with all your abilities then we arbitrarily take them away for no seemingly good reason but mm-hmm. the benefit of that is you get to try some of that shit out first before you have to make your ultimate choice. Because you're probably going to be stuck with your choice for the entire game. So you better make sure you fucking like it. Which is what happened to me with that damn Dragon Age. I thought, I want to be a two-handed warrior. No. No, that was a mistake. Or That's not. a boring fucking class. You shouldn't have done that. You probably should can, have picked the mage. Can you not respec in uh, Dragon Age? Is it like I don't believe you can your... change class. I don't think so. Uh, <sighs> you can respec talents. 
So if yeah. you want to like say, oh, I want to take a different talent, you can do that, but you can't change your class once you're locked in. That's it, I believe. Gotcha. That's a little rough. I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like at least with RPGs, we're at a point where it just becomes kind of like a save state and it yeah. just kind of becomes an outfit. I, I get people want to play as different classes throughout a game, but like I'll do that sometimes. Like I'll pick a role and I'm just like, I'm really tired of like, like Skyrim as an example is just like, okay, I went with Archer, like an Archer build and I'm like, damn, I really wish I would have just gone two handed like clubbing, you know, mm -hmm. like, and then eventually just install a mod that allows me to respect my points. But that helps. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, we're, we live in a day and age where that you shouldn't be punished <clears throat> for that, right? I don't know. I'd say so. Yeah. I think people wind up going back and creating characters over and over again enough anyway. <laughs> Just like yeah. because they don't like the way it looks, right? Much less the way that it plays. I think I was just too damaged by like Dark Souls where it's like, I'm like, do I really want to spend my souls on this one thing? And then, you know, a giant monster just bashes your face in and you're like, oh, you picked the wrong one, but you're stuck with it for the rest of the game. So have fun, dick. And it's just like, oh, this game hates me. <laughs> Dark Souls is an intimidating game. There's no doubt. It is. I, so that's, fun, that's, though. I know. I want to like it. That's the thing. Like, I, I have actually gone and just like we did a whole series where all we did was play Dark Souls and complain about it. And we eventually made it into a drinking game. Um <laughs> And like Did you call I, it drunk souls. Yeah, hey, we're that original. Yeah, we called it drunk souls. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it was actually hey, like a. I think it was a Reddit. resistance, right? Oh, totally. I think it was originally just like a Reddit post. Someone's like, "You should, you know, do drunk souls," and they had a chart. And we're like, oh, "That's a good idea. Like, we can at least have some. We can get wasted and do like right. thirty shots every time we play this horrific game." Um, but like, I ended up going off and playing it on my own. And I was like, "Oh, I actually kind of enjoy this," but. I feel like I, I'm so intimidated when I play it around other people because there's just so much pressure. And then, and then the game just gets harder and harder because the Japanese love punishing their people. Yes, That's one of the do. things I do like about Monster Hunter is that they start you off and they're like, go into your house that we just happen to have for you. There's a box with literally every base weapon in it. So you can try <laughs> anything that you want. Have fun. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because when I started playing Monster Hunter 4, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time that I figure out how to use the hammer. Use the hammer for like four quests and went, maybe I should never touch the hammer again and grab a different <laughs> weapon instead. <laughs> so it's kind of nice. Yeah, I, I think that Monster Hunter kind of strikes the right balance for me between the, uh, between the way the Dark Souls does it and just having something where you can at least change things around if you're not feeling it. Because, I, I mean, I've dived into uh, Monster Hunter before, picked a weapon set that sounded good in theory, and then just fucking hated it. And just like, all right, cool, we're going to try something else now. So that's nice. I need yeah. to play Monster Hunter 4. I, I've actually been avoiding playing it because buying a fucking new 3DS in the States is apparently impossible at the moment. Yeah. It is. So I'm, I'm, I check true. Amazon every day. And all I see is the ones that people fucking bought and are trying to resell for a bazillion dollars each. So yeah, Sam was like, "Oh, didn't you really like the look of the Majora's Masks ones? There's definitely some on Amazon." And I went to for look, and they were like eight hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Oh, lol, <laughs> thank yeah. you." <laughs> I mean, if I was going to pick one up, I'd like to get either the Majora's Mask one or the Monster Hunter one. They both look pretty nice. Why not? Can't get yeah. any of them for love no money unless you want to pay fucking $500 for it. I'm not going to... No. Out of principle, no. I'm not going to fucking do that. <laughs> I've been playing Majora's Mask just on my 3DS XL. Like, it plays just fine. Like, I don't yeah. think you need the extra stick right away. It'll be nice to have later, but... It's Monster it seems, Hunter, so I think, that really has Monster problems Hunter is if the you don't one... have the stick. Yeah, because yeah. I don't have a new 3DS either, and, and trying to play it without a circle pad or the stick, I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> frustrating 
it's a tough life yeah that was my understanding of it so i'm just gonna wait until they eventually manage to get some goddamn new 3ds's into this fucking country and then i can actually buy one apparently if you want to buy one in the europe no problem uh, easy you can get them you can still get them anywhere but uh, i can't find them here none of our local game stops have any well even targets run out for fuck's sake so i don't know where to find them wow yeah yeah I, that, nintendo astounds me just because like you can't pay someone enough money to buy a Wii U, but people are killing each other for a 3D, a new 3DS. All fucking like, plastic Mario figures. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. It's, Nintendo just fascinates me as a company where it's like, how can you be so bad on marketing on one side, which should have just been a Wii 2 or something like that, and then people are going nuts over toys. Like, I, I don't know. They, they blow my mind. I don't even know. I have I mean, absolutely no idea. I think, well, aside from the fact that we know the port strikes are hurting a lot of business yes, in that apparently. regard anyway, but also, mm. like, Amiibos are, are collectible, right? So people are going to notice when there isn't enough of a collectible to go around, and they're going to speculate why that is. And, and then the 3DS, the new 3DS, had two different games that people wanted so bad to play on the new 3DS. So people are noticing right. that as well. You know, I think it just happens to be a lot of bad timing and poor planning yes. colliding. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, thank God uh, they figured out the uh, digital download thing because uh, I, was, yeah. I, I was asking a friend. I was like, "Wait, does Majora's Mask like sold digitally?" He's like, uh, "Yeah." And I was like, I, "I, I don't know. Nintendo could do something weird. Be like, you could only buy Majora's Mask at a store." I'd be like, "Oh, kill me." That this would sucks. be Nintendo in a fucking nutshell, and you know it. They just <laughs> oh, do that for yeah. the sake of it. It's like, ah, oh, well, Majora's Mask is only available if you buy the special Golden Link Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but people love Nintendo, so it's okay. Yes, unless you're a YouTuber, in which case you fucking despise them, and rightfully so. Sure. So what is the what is the state of that right now? Because I mean, we we don't do a lot of Nintendo stuff here, but we were looking we forward do to doing Mario Party. So you can't you, you can't, can't monetize it. it at all. Okay. Yeah, can't monetize it unless you sign up to their program, <sighs> which means they get to take forty percent after the YouTube side of things. And I believe I I don't know if it's before or after your MCN takes it, but I don't know. It, it's, whatever it is, it's bullshit. Like, it, if you sign up to that program, I you are selling yourself completely short. There is no justification for it. I I frankly just hope that everyone just stops covering Nintendo and they suddenly realize, oh fuck, we no longer have any YouTube oh, presence. Oh, this anymore. doesn't work. This was a yeah. bad idea. We probably shouldn't have done it. But they're I keep not going to I keep wondering how it works within networks. Because, like, I don't know. a lot of people in Maker have been able to do Monster Hunter videos, specifically. But that was Without branded, there being right? a problem. And the thing yeah. is, that's, the Monster is, Hunter isn't a Nintendo game, though. It's because like, it's, it's, it's Capcom. Capcom. No. I don't, I I mean, don't it, think their thing covers the, the uh, third-party exclusives. I think it only covers interesting. the third-party titles. Interesting, okay. That'd make I more sense. I figured anything played on a Nintendo console no. might be a problem. But. No. They, ha they have a list, and I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's it's pretty much Pokemon and like the Nintendo first-party stuff. Like, And I know Pokemon's like Game Freak. I think they count as a first-party studio at this point. But I'm pretty sure... They, they, they apparently had a queue for the damn thing. Like, At least they were claiming that loads of people signed up to it. It's like, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind yeah. if you signed up to that. Like, I understand if it was the only thing you could do because your channel's been nothing but Nintendo and you literally have no other choice. But don't pretend it was a benefit. You just got fucked by the company you supported for years. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. horrible. 
there, there's definitely something lost in translation. I mean, it's also it's an older Japanese culture that doesn't yeah. really understand. It was strange, oh, like my, well, my it was this weird thing. So like I've always heard that Japan is like the mecca of futurism, and like you should go there and like oh, it's like looking into the future. It kind of is if you want to be like kind of a it, it's a good place for a lot of social outcasts to kind of hang out together because no one talks to each other. Everyone's on their cell phones, hmm. but their websites are atrocious. Like they're not like mobile friendly. It's weird. Like they haven't. There's certain things they get right and there's certain things they don't get right. It's it's a really weird culture. I mean, it was a cool place to hang out. You could totally yeah. live there. But like I was like, it's so strange how they're really ahead on some things and really behind on others. Um, right. Yeah, it is a little bit strange. C- corporate culture Lo- love in you. particular is <laughs> it's a bit alien at times. So. I love it. I love you, Japan. Keep making more attack on Titans. That's a good show. <laughs> yeah, make yeah. those. Yep. <laughs> Just get on that. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, um, I've been just so Dying Light is the game that will never end. Um, it does I, drag I, on I, for a while, doesn't it? Holy crap! I, I mean, uh, hats off to Techlin for making a game that I enjoy. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Is basically what did what did they do before that? Like Call of Juarez and Dead Island. Dead and, Island, yeah. Call have of, you, have I you mean, Call of Juarez was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, it's yeah, it, it's pretty standard, but like. It, Dying Lights actually like strikes me as like a triple A game. Like yeah. how big how big the world is and like the story actually kind of flows. I'm like, wow, that that's strange. Like it, it's not the greatest story, but like at least it's moving and the voice acting is pretty good. So like mm-hmm. like hey, they 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 made a game that's uh like a good kind of solid eight out of ten. Good. That's great. Um and it's just been eating up all my time, like just trying to get through it. Um and then uh we we at the office pretty much recently picked up Smite. Uh, just starting to learn it. It's been a hell of a difficulty curve, but uh, oh, I like if you want to play with another person who's real bad, let me know. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we need oh, a ringer. Yeah. We're terrible. <laughs> real bad. Like, oh, I, I have all the characters, and I could play precisely like one of them. It's it, we <laughs> yeah, got Neath. If you need Neath, I'm there. <laughs> oh yeah, you're the Neath player, and I pretty much play Anubis and only fucking Anubis. But we went. We did a celebrity show match at the first inaugural tournament, and we got absolutely wrecked. It was just disastrous. Oh man, yeah. we are terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, the guys over at um, uh, who makes that one? That's a uh, high high res, right? Yeah, yeah high res yeah. over over in Georgia. Yeah, they were super cool and hooked us up with like the character packs and gave us like a bunch of gems. And so like yeah. we have we have more gems than we know what to do with. So uh, I, was, I know like, how I just, that feels. Yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, happy to be the one percent, um, but uh, really, <laughs> really freaking cool that they like were so behind on the game that they're kind of like, oh, here we go, just get in on it. And like, we've been playing a lot of the guys in Austin, and so like we play back and forth, and that's it's just been super fun. We get our asses kicked every time, but um, uh, one of the one of the guys here, Sean Poole, he's like the best at it, so he gets really upset when we uh, we basically drag the team down. But um, yeah, I've been I've been messing with Loki. I really like him. He's a lot of fun to play with. So that's probably where I'll stay forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, Find a class you like. I, don't play anything else. Be completely yeah. inflexible. Um, but yeah, then the... I'm... oh sorry. Okay, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, we can keep gonna... talking about Smite. It's fine. Smite talk. Let's do it. Uh, Smite talk. What's the name <laughs> of the cat goddess? Bastet. Yeah. Wow. Everybody keeps telling me I need to play Bastet. Just for oh, the cats, yeah. literally only for the cats. 
Yeah, that's what that like. I hear this like roaring pounce every once in a while, and it's uh, someone that's this cat god. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, but, but but everyone has a sci-fi skin on now, so it's just kind of like oh, it's gods in space or something. Who cares? <laughs> There's know. some killer skins in that game. They have some of the oh. best skins of free-to-play stuff I've ever seen. Like, I have um, I think Secret Agent Apollo, and it has brand new animations. Like they gave him guns when he instead mm -hmm. of using his chariot, he goes in on a helicopter. And he hangs yeah, yeah, and yeah. drops. It's so good. <laughs> the animation quality is really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and I think they're just still using Unreal Three, which is pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, hey, good, good job making a free to play. You know, making skins worth buying. I guess is pretty cool. Yeah, so. and I mean it's harder as well because they, it's a third person game. They're having to put more effort in by default than someone like League would, where it's all kind of like low resolution. But some of the stuff in that game looks really good and their animators are obviously very talented because they can make them do all sorts of shit i mean god they've each got individual victory and defeat dancers that are all really yeah. good they don't yeah. replicate themselves they do an individual one i don't know who's working on animation for that studio but they know what they're fucking doing they've yeah. they're doing well in terms of getting people to buy skins as well so good on them for that apparently uh smite's like doing more than a million players at the minute it's it's up mm -hmm. there and tribes yeah. is just still uh, oh don't remind me oh would it, God, would it just make so sad well would it just make more sense for them to because i can't imagine tribes is bringing them any cash wouldn't it just no. make sense to like i don't know you start total biscuit studios and then you can Open. just run it right yeah, that'll be nice like I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it, they're, they're just they're, they hold on to their IP when really like it would just be nice if they just open source tribes because, no. you know, I, I, I didn't like high res for a long time because of what they did with tribes. Like I was really into tribes. I supported it very early on and really pushed a lot of people to play it. Like I, I, I think I got like enough referrals to make a map in that game and some shit. I even did a voice pack for them just out of like really uh, just because I wanted to be in the game in some way. I didn't get paid for it or anything, but the game they fucking tanked it they torpedoed that shit they kept releasing op weapons and then nerfing them later which pissed a lot of people off the the competitive scene was a joke they didn't properly balance the game and they they put in a bunch of stuff that people didn't want and they they didn't put in the features that people actually desired and the game just ended up dying and it had a terrible tutorial it didn't fucking teach you how to play that game at all so people were awful at it myself included yeah. admittedly but so I I'm really salty about tribes. I <laughs> I figured you would be. <laughs> yeah, I I, yeah. I, I I've, I've forgiven them. I think I'll still play Smite. But I, the thing is, I know that Smite like I know Smite's making the money. I know Tribes didn't. But it's just really sad because like yeah. they did a decent job reviving it, and then and then it just went to hell, and that's just depressing. Yeah, I mean, we're in a world now where, you know, Epic's making another Unreal game, but it's, it's like somewhat open source. So we live in kind of a weird world where, hey, maybe there's still hope. Sure. Maybe someone just makes... <laughs> or maybe it never comes back again and everyone just ends up being horribly depressed. You know, that's also possible. Well, there's a, that other game too. What's it called? It's like Toxic where they're toxic. like, no bullshit. Yeah, no bullshit. No nothing. It's oh, like I hated that trailer. It's just like, yeah. look, it's an arena shooter. It's like, we already have them. The problem is nobody's playing them. Like, that's, I, yeah. I'm not convinced by the arena shooter revival. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, if you're not playing Quake Live now, you're not going to play whatever the next version of Quake Live is. Like, right. I don't yeah, think it, people care about arena shooters anymore. I really don't. Not, 
not enough. It's all MOBAs and other yeah. games. Like people are yeah figuring it out where it's just like, I, I imagine the next Titanfall is just going to be freaking MOBA. <laughs> like oh, it's pretty much already. It was half a MOBA anyway. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, why not? They can make Titanfall two and then do Titanfall one as a re-release as a free to play MOBA. And it would make gangbusters. It's just like, just deck out your mech in like a hello kitty, you know, skin and people will buy it. I just, I, I just don't think arena shooters are gonna make that comeback that people think they do because, Sad. effectively, arena shooters reached their pinnacle with Quake Three, and where do you even go from there? You know. Yeah, well, they, I mean, that's what they, they, you know, I think like Halo was a good example where it was basically here's Quake really slow because mm -hmm. we have to compensate for using controls, but like you play like go 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 back and play uh, Halo One, and it's like wow, this is heavily inspired by Quake, like power ups and you know, over shields and stuff like, but it's just really slow. And then from there it was, you know, call of duty, this call of duty, that, and then it just ended up being too much. And so I, yeah, I, I think it is the wrong style of thinking to be like, we just need to simplify. And it's like, no, I think people are just over it. Yeah. I, I don't think so. simplifying is going to happen. Like there are, there are plenty of really good arena shooters right fucking now that you can play. And most of them are free, like Xenotic or Warsaw, for instance, are both mm -hmm. really good arena shooters. No one fucking plays them. A, a Quake live is basically free. And they put in a bunch of modes to help people play, to, like, get them in. Nobody plays it. Like, it got a big spike after I did a video on it, and then it just died right off again. Like, no one, it, no one cares. It's just, yeah, sad it, to say. I mean, there, there is something to be said about incentives. Like, I think Candy Crush and a lot of those guys basically figured it out, where they're like, we will give you little prizes the more you come back. And Quake doesn't really... Quick Live doesn't do that for you at all, so. Oh, thank you. No, sadly it does not. But it's uh, a bit oh, unfortunate. Podcast there? All right, we're going to take oh, a quick yeah. break, and when we come back, we will bring you more of the games that we've oh, yeah. been playing this week, and you can eat whatever that is. It looks delicious. This, this Chipotle. I'm excited. Yeah, I hate okay. you. Fuck you. <laughs> we'll be right back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co-optional podcast. You brought friends, Adam. I believe they're behind you at the moment. You're trying to hide them as best you can. I'm trying to. I mean, you can you can see the back There's of Bruce's head. head. There's a head. Bruce, wave. <laughs> <laughs> see, Wonderful. we're real people. Yeah. That's our daily dose of social interaction. There we go. No problem at all. All right. Let's get back to the games we've been playing this week. You've been playing anything, anything else, Dodger? Anything being on the cards for you? I, yeah, I played. Um, I played the Deer God. Ah. Yes, tell me about the deer god. So the deer god... I was excited to play it. I'd heard good things. Uh, the art style is awesome. Like, the game itself looks great. Um, I am not a fan of the game itself, though. Okay. It's like... So the idea of it is that... The story is you are a hunter... You die in an accident out in the woods after shooting a majestic tiny deer. And then you meet the deer god. And the deer god's like, yo, you shot a deer and that's not cool. So now you got to feel our pain and prove to us that, you know, that you're worthy of, of coming back to life, basically. So you live your life as a deer. Um, it's an endless runner. It's a side-scrolling endless runner as far as I can tell so far. Um you can complete quests, but for the most part, you're just running a lot and trying not to die. If you kill things that hurt deer, so that includes like crocodiles, snakes, and hunters, 
um, then you get good karma. Deer are known deer for god. killing hunters and crocodiles. That's actually the yeah, speciality. You, you can headbutt them. Oh, rhinos. They're also like crazy rhinos. Rhinos? Yeah, I don't know. And then uh, uh, if you kill other deer, then you're a bad deer, right? And, you, and if you die as a bad deer, you'll get reincarnated into something that can't jump like a porcupine. And you'll just be kind of like screwed until you die and can start over it's kind of like being put in timeout. that's sort of how i saw that mechanic as and it was really frustrating and i don't think that it worked super well it was just kind of like well i can't go anywhere so i hope i hope i die <laughs> so there's that um but the longer you live the more you turn into a majestic stag and you can like meet other other lady deer if you're old enough and you can uh fill up your heart bubble and have a baby deer and you have uh, to try to keep. That's what they call it. Fill up your heart uh, bubble. You can right, fill up it. your heart bubble. Yes. I, you can I bone wiggle. deer, basically. The problem is, is that all of the areas. So you you go into different areas um, that become very repetitive. You feel like you're doing the same jumps. You're in the same zone. Uh, every now and then, very rarely, you meet someone or something that will give you a quest. Um, but it's it's kind of random. You don't know when it's going to happen. There are bosses. Some of them are random and some of them you can like actively seek out. But for the most part, the the game itself was kind of a snooze fest. And that made me real sad because it looks so cool. It looks beautiful. But I just I hated that I kept seeing the same scenery over and over and over again without really doing anything other than like headbutting some snakes and then moving on with my life. <laughs> what, what was the what was the name of this one? Because I'm kind of into this. The Deer God. The Deer. Oh, I, I heard you say that. <laughs> like, it's, it's the literal name the of the name. game. <laughs> I was like, there has to be a. There's got to be a better name than that, of course. Yeah. You you need to get off Steam just for a, a day. I think you need a break from the Deer yeah. God. <laughs> this yeah. looks kind of. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was kind of. I was looking through like random games to play. So it's mm -hmm. got. Yeah. Okay. It's like the pixelated style. I remember seeing it's like a. Not totally swords and sorcery, but uh, same Not sort quite, of. Not quite, but in that same there. zone. Yeah. 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 I remember seeing it. I, I got a thing for deer. I don't know what it is. I like antlers. I think they're cool. I love so. antlers too. Me too. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be real cool. And then the beginning of the game is so, it's so like strangely ethereal. Like you're just this hunter, like hanging out with your hunting buddies. You shoot a deer, mm. you get mauled by wolves. And then this giant like glowing deer is like, you fucked up. <laughs> you're just like, oh God. Oh. And then, like, and that's the most exciting the game ever was, was the very beginning. Um, huh. I, I played it for, played it for like an hour and a half before I was like, nothing's happening in this game. <laughs> and yeah, you could it, argue that perhaps there were, there were quests that I missed. Maybe I, I just wasn't seeing things that I needed to see. But for the most part, the game encourages, the game encourages you to just keep running. Like you just you just run and yeah, run yeah. and run and run and yeah, kind of sounds looks a little bit like Bit Trip Runner a little mm -hmm. bit, which freaking love that game. So yeah, it's a little bit like that. This this so, seems like a game. This seems like a game I'd play if it came onto like the Vita and I had some time on the toilet. Yes, it would be That's a the... great toilet Vita game. Yes, I agree. <laughs> put it put it on the digital box. Yeah, uh, yeah, it looks looks cool though. I dig it. Um, you you have convinced me. I want to see just that beginning. It sounds very like. Princess Mononoke. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and I think because because the quests are all randomized that way, like you don't know when you're going to run into them. 
Um, mm. I think there's the potential for somebody to play this game and be like, this is great. Like I'm doing so much stuff. This is awesome. And I'm like a super fit hot deer, right? <laughs> Ripped out of my mind with cool antlers, whatever. Came to mind, yes. <laughs> uh, but, but for me, I ran into one quest giver and he was like, meet me in my house. And I was like, okay, I ran for a really, really long time. I finally found a house and I was like, oh my God, is this his house? I went inside and and there was like a little a little gift for me, but the guy wasn't there. And I was like, I don't think that this is fulfilling the quest because you're not here. But is this your house or is there another house I should be looking for? Like it just didn't the pacing of it didn't suit what I wanted, mm, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I dig the art style, though. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I'm, it looks great. Uh huh. Yeah, cool. that's that's a good find. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's on the uh, list. I'll, I should I'll play myself and then I'll see like maybe maybe I get lucky with like more quests and get more shit at the start. Yeah. It's a risk though, isn't it? Like how procedurally generated is that game? Cause you're telling me that you're seeing a lot of the same shit. Yeah. I've mm. definitely ran through the same zone multiple times. Right. Yeah. I'm positive for, for $15. Um, that seems a little high for a $15 game. I guess. Yes. That I mean, was I, my I feeling too. I don't have a correlation, but yeah, it seems, yeah, I it, felt it looks like, like a $5 was... in the game. Yes, that's exactly Sorry. how I felt. I was like, it's, I don't think that it should have been 15 bucks for as much as I got out of it in an hour and a half. I don't I don't feel like it should have been worth 15 bucks. But again, somebody else might have an experience where they're like, this is fantastic. Totally yeah, like, worth 15 bucks, maybe 30. Maybe my life savings is not me. No, probably that's the developer, but that's fine. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> can't win them all. Anything uh, we else? So, sorry, yeah, Adam, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I was, oh. I was, I was, I was done talking about deer. My bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, don't, anything else you've been playing this week? Mm. We learned how to play Battlestar Galactica. Yes, we've been playing the Battlestar Galactica board game on mm -hmm. the Co-optional Lounge. We are currently... Technically, we're like a quarter of the way in. Actually, we're more like a third of the way in at the moment. That game could drag on for a while, like three to four hours. What does well, it play we, like? we, Mm. Mm. How best to describe? Uh, like, is it like a Settlers or Risk or? Did, um, mm. Man, the only other game that I've played that's that's like it. It's actually very similar. Is Dead of Winter. Um, okay. Yes. Never... The, the, there are some things involving involving like Dead of Winter and like uh, the, the the betrayal mechanics are quite similar. The Shadows of a Camelot is another example of a game that does okay. that. But gotcha. it's really, it's kind of a resource management game in the sense that you are dealt crises that you have to deal with. The crises require a certain number of skill points. You get skill points from skill cards, which are of five different colors, but each crisis requires certain colors. And if you put the wrong ones in, it actually subtracts from the total. Now you might ask, well, why on earth would you ever want to do that? That's because one of you is a fucking Cylon mm -hmm. and nobody else knows. So what can happen is they can put in cards to fuck up the skill check to make you fail. But just to make matters even more interesting and make it harder to figure out, every time you do a skill check, two cards come from the Destiny deck, which is a mixed deck of, like, two of each skill class. So you can't oh. be sure. You can't necessarily be sure if if a Cylon is fucking with it or if it's just the Destiny deck. We definitely deck. have a Cylon in our group, though, for we real. Do. <laughs> well, the problem we definitely is, do. The problem is we don't know if uh, we don't know if we have a Cylon right now because uh, you are guaranteed a Cylon halfway through the game. You're not guaranteed one at the start, but you can have one. 
because there's a loyalty deck which has a certain number of cards in it. You only deal one card out at the start, then you deal the rest of the deck out halfway through the game. So that's where things get crazy, because you know there's a wow. Cylon at that point. But we think <laughs> there is one. We just, we're not sure if it's a Cylon or someone bad at the game. That's the main problem. Like, it might be someone fucking dumb. Like, it is possible that someone is bad at the game and is putting the wrong cards in because they didn't read so, the card <laughs> properly. Yeah, so it's either Krender just learning how to play the game and, and screwing stuff up, or it's Jesse being a Cylon. And I'm pretty sure it's Jesse being a Cylon. <laughs> I'm convinced Jesse's a fucking Cylon. Yeah. He got really petulant about us putting him in the brig. Really yeah. petulant. We put him in the brig, and then he was like, well, I guess I'm just not going to help you guys with anything. And to I was like, fair, that's not the way to win our trust back. The problem <laughs> is, I don't know if that's just Jesse being a bitch. or if I mean, that's... Jesse is a huge bitch. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is it Jesse the Salt King or Jesse the Cylon? We just don't know. Right. Hmm. Could be both. I don't know. Or, I don't know. <clears throat> don't know oh, that sounds, sounds cool. My, my wife and I are huge Battlestar fans. so You need that like, game. You should you play yeah. it. We uh, we just started. It might ruin our... your marriage, though. Just Maybe. a heads up. Well, um, one of the guys here, Joel, he's into uh, actually Joel and James. They play a lot of board games, and so they got us into Settlers of Catan. Never played before, and we it's were way game. into it. We're like, this is really cool. Yeah. So I think it is this sort of slippery slope. And then we did play this one game. I forget what it was called, but it was like a resistance type game where there was someone who was like a spy, is and it, it was just called the Resistance. By I think chance? it is. Yeah, I think it's it a might very be simple one. card game, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like I remember James's wife betrayed me immediately because I knew she was a spy because I knew I wasn't a spy. And the whole time I was screaming at everyone trying to tell them, Elise is a spy, Elise is a spy. And she's like, No, I'm not, no, I'm not. And then finally at the end it's revealed and I look like an asshole. Or she <laughs> ended up looking like the asshole. But um that sounds like a good mix of like kind of all those. So yeah. Yeah, I love games with betrayal mechanics in them. And BSG does it really well. I mean, if you like Battlestar, the theme is perfect because a lot of the crises that happen are crises that happen during the show. Even the characters, like uh, Hilo, doesn't start on the board because, of course, Hilo was, wasn't with them at the start of the game. Right. Uh, so, like, Gaius Baltar is more likely to be a Cylon, but simultaneously has abilities that allow him <laughs> to detect Cylons. So there's all sorts of crazy shit that's very thematic. That game is fantastic. We're, we're currently using a, a program called Tabletop Simulator to play it online. They actually have the set on there. Of course, you need to know the rules because it doesn't enforce any of the rules. You need to know them yourself. But yeah, Battlestar is easily one of the best board games I've ever played. And cool. I absolutely love it. And there's like three expansions for it. So you can make it as complicated as you like. We're just playing the base game right now, which is still totally fine. Gotcha. Yeah, I love, love, love the secret, secretive and bluffing stuff. Any game that's got that in, I'm a bit... I do want to try Dead of Winter. Dodger, have you actually played Dead of Winter? Do you get the chance to do that? Yeah, I played it on um, Tabletop. Oh, on you tabletop. played it on Tabletop, didn't you? Yeah, I, mm -hmm. that game is hard to get. Like, it was expensive before they did it on Tabletop. Now you can't find it anywhere because people just really? bought all the copies. Yeah. It's so similar to, uh, to Battlestar. Yeah, it's a zombie survival game in, like, the Arctic, yeah. right? Yeah. So rather than, um, rather than, like, attacks being, oh, ships are around your ship. It's zombies are around your survivor base, yeah. right? And it's the same sort of a thing where every time somebody takes a turn, there's there's like a cataclysmic event and you have to figure out how to, you know, keep it from happening. And mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I it's dig interesting. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, are either one of you guys going to PAX this week? I am. She is. Okay. I was going to say you might be able to pick up a copy there. Right? Probably. I mean, yeah. 
They have that. Re they have those really big board game stands there that are usually mm -hmm. right next to the Geek Chic guys. It's like, hey, you can't afford us. I'm like, no, I can't. And even if I could, <laughs> I'd have to wait like a year anyway. That's the thing with Geek Chic. Like, power to them. They're making real good stuff, but they're very upfront about the fact that it's going to take you forever to get the thing you ordered. Yes. Like, we, we hand it. make all of this shit, so if you're willing to wait a year and a half to have the table of your dreams. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and I want a table. Damn. I really do, but uh, what mm -hmm. we're going to, we're just going to try and, like, find a local, like, carpentry place to that'll do a custom order and just make it that way, because, like, I can't wait a year and a half for a gaming table. That's just a little bit insane. Like, your yeah. stuff is nice, but it's expensive and it takes forever, so... You Maybe could learn not. to build one by then, yeah. I, I probably just... could build it myself. Yeah, I, I probably yeah. wouldn't look as good, but yeah. And again, though, more power to them. Like they're they're a custom boutique outfit. They're gonna take as long as they're gonna take. You know? Yeah, it's they like have a, a specific market. It's like the guy uh, Volpen who made all the props, all the gaming props. He ended up just getting so many requests that he just couldn't keep couldn't up anymore. It. It's like a five-year waiting list or something like that. Sounds it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's he's busy. He's fine. Indeed. But yeah, we love our board games, and we've been running this co-optional lounge show to try and do it. Like, well, hell, if I if I was fucking in your shoes, like I'd start a board game show immediately. You've got the people for it, you've got the office for it. It's fucking great fun. A lot of people are getting into it. Like, uh, ever since Roleplay started doing the D and D stuff on Twitch, a mm -hmm. lot of copycat shows have popped up. And uh, I know, like, doing board games is a bit harder, but it's not impossible, and it's so much fun. Like, I think. I don't know. I think I like board games more than video games a lot of the time. I really do. They're just like, they're so much fun to do. And the social aspect is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of similarities, obviously. I mean, look at D and D. I mean, yeah. kind of a lot of video games are just based on the, uh, you know, the random role right there. There's just a lot to take from it, but yeah, I, I like the, I like the social aspect. I like that. You can, you can still be, you know, kind of geek out with your friends, but it's in a socially acceptable sort of way. But yeah, I mean, in, in terms of doing any sort of content like that here, we're we're still yeah, kind of experimenting with stuff. And then, like I said, we're moving offices out of here in like in a month, and then yeah. then I think we're think we're moving again after that Jesus to like a, a different. Yeah, it's a, it's a tiered move, um, oh, but we're geez. getting we're get we're building out like an actual studio. So I think when that's done, yeah, I think there's a, a lot more room for it. Like right now, we're it's a little stuffy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we barely we barely have room to make a do gameplays and do a news show so it's kind of it's a little tough right now but um yeah i mean like i just got into hearthstone so i'm i'm behind so really yeah, just I, now you got to no, no well over over the um over the break because uh, it came to the android tablet so i was like i'll oh, give it a try freaking heroin man couldn't stop <laughs> so bad yes indeed i understand greatly yeah i this is so much money though i'm really happy with it <laughs> <laughs> it does really well for live streams right yeah a lot of, uh, there's, it's hard to break in now if you're a streamer like Tazen Day started streaming it the chocolate rain guy if you can believe it which was actually quite good because you just have him read out card text and it's like I love your voice so much keep reading me card text Tay just do it but even then like breaking into the Hearthstone streaming scene now is very difficult because there's, there's a really popular streamer that takes every single time slot that exists like uh, Kriparian's got like the late night kind of early morning Europe locked up. I think early in the morning US time when I get up, it's always a Mars. He's always the guy on. Uh, then Trump takes the the mid slot for like the afternoon through to early evening US. 
Like, and then there's this other streamers like Forsen and Reynad that kind of slot in there as well. And anyone else can't just can't get a look in. Like, if you're lucky, you get more than a thousand viewers if you're not one of those guys. So. Yeah. Well, I remember the first time I found you was because you were doing StarCraft commentaries because I was trying to learn how to play StarCraft 2. And I was like, well, that didn't help you, did it? <laughs> I'm terrible. Well, no, I mean, I, I would watch, I think you would just do replays of other people's matches and then you shoutcast it. Yeah. And I was watching and I was like, oh my God, okay, this guy can make, I realized why I shouldn't play StarCraft because I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> Dude, I mean, well, because I played Brood War and I was like really into it. I'm like, yeah, I could, I think I can, I can hold my own when StarCraft 2 comes out. God, no. I was, I just aged too much by then. I just couldn't keep up with all the Koreans. Oh, StarCraft 2 is so much easier though. Ah, no, 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 uh, StarCraft! What? You want to play StarCraft? Play StarCraft. Okay. Right. Lawrence, Lawrence loves StarCraft. What do you, don't download it. Sorry. <laughs> I like that you guys can't see the loud man shouting. It was just like, ah, StarCraft. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh, shit. I just forgot. StarCraft! <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's I have random outbursts like that when it comes to StarCraft as well. I've got to admit. It's just a thing that happens. We all got a little bit of Asperger's right here. It's fine. Yeah, we so. all just, we just let it out. Some of us probably literally. But <laughs> Oh my, yes, yes. So where, where were we? I've completely lost I'm, our train of thought now. I, I, Starcraft. Yes, uh, which oh, uh, apparently the Legacy of the Void beta is going to be coming out quite soon, according to a report on Daily Dot, which is interesting. They, they claim that uh, the Legacy of the Void beta will arrive at the end of March, early April. I will see if that's true. Hmm, hope so. I'll be okay with that. That would be great. I'm getting... A little tired, let's just say, of the current version. Yeah, I, I never... have just learned to accept I'm not meant to play StarCraft. I love to watch it. I love watching I it. I think it's so fun to watch. Not meant to ever play that game. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'm going to try and get back into playing it when the expansion comes out, but I am going to suck my entire life. I know this now. I accept it, and I have moved on. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing. If you're going to be good at a game, you could really only play one game, and that's not fun. Like, who wants no. to do that? I don't no. know. That's exactly my thoughts. I mean, even if it, even if it's not my job, I was never the kind of guy that would just dedicate to one game ever. It would always be like I would have like five or six on the go at any given time. I'd be flitting between them. So, like, oh, I'm going to play an hour of this now. I'm going to play an hour of that now, and blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah. That was good. Well, if you, especially, I mean, in your position, or I guess our positions, um, when you create content around video games, if you just do one thing, it, that's good because you have a dedicated audience, but you'll be so quickly forgotten the minute that game loses popularity. You saw that a lot with the Call of Duty streamers. Oh, you absolutely did. Like, so many COD guys that were the most successful YouTube channels died. Like, they just died as people stopped caring about watching Call of Duty. Yeah, it's kind of tough. And, like, a good example is, like, CNanners. He... He basically was known for Call of Duty, and then he was like, well, I kind of see this going away. So he switched over to Gmod, yes. and kind of he's, he's way more PC-focused now, and he's like, very smart, very smart guy. He, he saw the, the winds of change. He figured it out <laughs> prior to it happening, and so many Call of Duty guys didn't because they thought, oh, well, there's going to be a COD game every year. This is going to go on forever. And it's weird because like, it's not like Advanced Warfare is a bad game. It's probably the best COD game in ages, at least in my opinion. I fucking love that. Way better than the yeah. other shit. But no. nobody cares to watch it anymore. And that's really odd. Like, it's a very strange shift in YouTube that I've noticed there. 
I, I don't know what the hell's white boy doing these days other than getting arrested for drug possession. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh, uh, did that happen? Oh, yeah. God. Oh yeah, he actually got arrested yeah. for possession. Oh my yeah. Oh Jesus, his, his child's dead. I'm looking at it right now. He's got like a he he try he's trying to switch over to H1Z1. He's got Battle Royale win H1Z1 18,000 views. White boy was the guy that was fucking crushing it. He like, was killing he, it, yeah. Yeah. Or like around Black Ops, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, now yeah, he's, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, he's even trying to do stuff like... Uh, it, he's still trying to do stuff with, like, Black Ops and everything, and it's just... Oh. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's, it's, that's, uh, that's the thing. YouTube's a tough game just in terms of content, but, like, the more you can diversify... And I think that's always a good sign if someone gets bored of playing one game because it shows that they're just constantly going to challenge themselves and kind of change up what they're doing and improve themselves. Yeah. Um, and if you're, if you're complacent, it, that's the... The easiest way. That's a death sentence, essentially. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. No. Well, hell, I mean, Woody's gamer tag. I mean, is a. He was the one of the biggest channels in YouTube. He's still pretty big, like, but relative to what he was, you know, mm -hmm. it's painkiller already is keeping him going. Basically, that's almost yeah. the entire thing yeah. that he does. I had, I had heard something about him that he had switched over to like uh, renting out like Minecraft servers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think which that's is like, actually his business model now. Yeah, he. That's he, that's he, smart. <laughs> Yeah. So there you go. He's barely even like uh, doing YouTube videos anymore. But it's interesting to see transitions. Like some channels manage to make it successfully. Some channels are able to use their contacts to branch out into a different industry. In the case of Woody, you know, he did the Minecraft thing. And he did it from a server standpoint. Like his Minecraft videos, nobody watches them. But apparently he runs a network of highly profitable Minecraft servers, so I'm told. And then you've got mm -hmm. other guys that just vanish off the map. And they never come back. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it, it is really smart to have your YouTube, but also plan on like, how can I utilize this to help myself in the future when my YouTube might possibly die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, being reliant on a single service like YouTube is never a good idea. I think yeah. it's a great service. It's a free service and you can make money from it. So it's like, hey, no overhead. This is really cool. But it's really dangerous to rely on one source. It's just it's smart from a business perspective to like that's what you're seeing a lot of guys getting paid to do vines and Instagrams and all these weird things where it's like it, it makes sense. They're trying to diversify. They're not just looking at YouTube because it's a crowded space. No. Yeah. Yep. Business talk. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Some people like that. Some people really <laughs> like that. Oh, God. Muzzafuzza. Yeah. Where the hell is he dead? I don't oh, know. No. Uh, Muzzafuzza's. <clears throat> hasn't done anything in a few months, I don't think. Yeah, he, he just, he vanished. Like, he really did. We had him on the podcast a long time ago. He was big back then. Now he's like, Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy, you know? Paul went out for our homies. You know, the ones long past. <laughs> it is it is weird to think, yeah, I'm trying to think back. I want to say it was 2009 or so when kind of the whole MCN thing started. I Like, I, I've always, I've been in the production department of every place I've worked uh, for the last, you know, 10 plus years so it's always like it was always kind of alien to me i didn't really understand what was going but i was always watching and it is it is really interesting to see how the landscape has been changing and just where we're at now it's so different than where it was five years ago it's insane yeah press f to pay respect <laughs> i had it set to e oh just easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. F, f is my grenade fair enough so, back to video games. Uh, so, I played a game called City Skylines today. The NDA just lifted on that one. It's by Paradox. They basically made a SimCity clone. Except it's not shit. So, that's a thing. 
It's uh, quite the thing, actually. So we streamed it for about two hours today. So far, I gotta say, it might be this might be the real deal. Like it, it's not bad, like Cities XL and XXL, which are all fucking terrible. It <laughs> seems it runs well, which they don't. It seems to have the right kind of stuff going on with it. It's got good enough options. It's got like nice traffic control systems. If you want to make really complicated roads, you can make really complicated roads, which is why I'm fucking awful at it because I can't do that for love nor money. And you've got you got it's by the developers I think of uh, Cities in Motion, which was like a transport simulator. So it's mm -hmm. actually got a really good bus system where you can build bus routes and have them kind of move optimally around the city and pick people up and all sorts of shit. But it's also the big city yeah. builder. And the cool thing about it. Compared to SimCity, is not only is it not online DRM bullshit, but you can actually build a fucking huge city with it. Massive. Absolutely massive. One of the squares in that is the size of an entire SimCity thing, and you can have nine of those squares. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually that's that's good to hear. I mean, that, I actually I I thought SimCity was kind of I don't know. I'd hit a moment of like zen just because like the music was so good and it's just kind of like aesthetically pleasing the way everything looked. But then you hit that barrier where it's like it was so once you build like a stadium, you're like, I'm, I'm out of room. What happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. What do I do? Yeah. And, and, so, that, and that and people worked out the game was just broken. You know, it was it, sure. it promised a lot of things. It's like, hey, yeah, everyone lives in their own house. No, they don't like they live in what <laughs> they just go to whatever house is closest via because apparently it's all based. Everything is based around the traffic model, including how sewage works and everything. It's all based mm -hmm. around the traffic model and where people live is not the same every time they go to different jobs. It was all a facade like it was promised to be a proper simulation. And then it was tiny cities, online only mode. I lost a ton of money in that game that just vanished. I sent it from one mm -hmm. city to another. It's like it got robbed. Like it was, it just disappeared immediately. There's a lot of strange decisions with that. I didn't really understand. Like, was there really a that big of a demand for SimCity? Like the Sims, I always thought, yeah, that makes sense. It's a really big selling game. But like SimCity is like, maybe they should have, you know, walked before they sprinted into a wall. Yeah. I don't know. Seemed weird. Yeah, it was a bit weird because SimCity Four was really good, and then they brought out whatever this is, and I just have no idea. Like it's. It was it was just a step back in almost every way, and it was like, hey, you want to play multiplayer SimCity? No, actually, no. who the fuck wanted to do that? I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, we don't care. I, I mean, yeah, I I could see that that to me is like the classic kind of like EA meeting where there's a lot of creative people in the room. And they're saying we got all these really cool ideas, and then businessman with the you know the freaking straps comes in and tells you well this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to lock it down and this is how we're going to monetize it and you just have these two different sides of the business clashing but it sounds like what you're playing right now is doesn't have any of that crap going on they just made a good game right yeah and it's not even full price it's a 30 dollar game and oh, it's, it's awesome it looks good it plays well which is nice i was really happy with that like it runs fast which is like sim city ran like shit and ran even yeah. shittier they had to slow the game down, remember, because the the <laughs> online system was overloaded. They had to take away cheetah speed. It's like unbelievable. Yeah. This just runs just runs well. Like it's pretty. Everything's well simulated. There's a lot of nice traffic and foot traffic and buildings look good. There's even billboards on the side of buildings that advertise fake products. You know? I have a factory that's making this fish sticks and no one's buying the fish sticks, so they're very upset. Right. <laughs> yeah, this 
I'm, I'm watching the trailer right now. It looks really good. Yeah, it does. Like, um, I mean, I'm not going to judge it yet because the first 10 hours of SimCity was like a trick. Like those first 10 hours, that Zen period where you were really loving the games, like, yeah, they did it. It's amazing. And then after about yep. 10 hours, you're like, hang on a minute. I've done everything yeah. I can. My city is full. <laughs> and I'm just realizing the whole model is broken. Like nothing does what it's supposed to do. You can't optimize because the traffic doesn't work properly and all sorts of things like that. Yeah. But yeah. the city skylines looks good. Like it's probably going to be full of DLC because it's Paradox. But honestly, like if it's a good game for 30 bucks... I wouldn't object to them bringing out a ton of DLC. Because, like, hey, new wow. shit. New shit for my city. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the area to build is huge. It's massive. That's great. Absolutely yeah, massive. I'll check. Yeah, yeah I'll check that out. It's worth. Like, so far, I'm pretty happy with it. It comes out in about a week. It's being streamed. It still has a few problems here and there. But it's it's getting there. And it looks really quite good. So I'm going mm. to keep playing it. I'll probably like try and put about 20 hours in. And then I'll tell people what I think of it. So far, though, after about three, I like it. I want to play more. It's Very called Zen. Cities XL. Uh, no, 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 sorry, no, no, sorry, no, 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 yeah, Don't. for some reason, this whole time I thought you were talking about Cities XL, and I was no. like, I heard that game was real it's shitty. Shit. So. <laughs> Don't. That game goes down to two frames per second okay. when you build a road. Don't buy Cities XL or XXL cool. or anything from that company. Buy Cities <sighs> Skylines, which is not that at all. Missed opportunity for Cities XXX. Oh, have been cool. oh God. Hey, there we go. You're going to make porn just, I was going to say, you make a whole city of porn, and it's just really sad, and everyone gets really desensitized. <laughs> <laughs> like they're really just sad with themselves oh man <laughs> it's just like thousands of people in the cleanup industry from that like just, oh my <laughs> it's it's nothing but uh street sweepers <laughs> maid service if you know what i mean <laughs> oh uh, no what do you, you mean tb i don't mean many things really i just made i just made that up because i thought it sounded sultry I guess sperm. Talking about, talking about sperm. Which probably sperm, yeah. <laughs> so, what else, what else have we been playing? You been playing anything else, Adam? Anything else has been on your radar? Yeah, so we, we started a new series over here. Um, we're still trying to figure out kind of like the Steam Roulette thing, uh, where we stand with that. But we started a new series called Demo Disc. Uh, so here, oh, this. yeah, you opened up <laughs> the big old Demo Discs from ages ago. Yeah, so we had a fan send us this thing, and it's full of like... He's got like a Limp Biscuit CD in here and stuff. It's weird. There's a lot of crap. Do, do you do it uh, all for the Nookie by any chance? <laughs> well, I think he actually wrote, I think he spelled it wrong and it's like Limb Biscuit. Like what? It's, it, Limb Biscuit? It's, mm. Yeah, it's Limb okay. Biscuit. Yeah, it's a pirated CD. So. Don't talk shit about Limb Biscuit. Limb Biscuit is horrible. So. It's my favorite band. <laughs> he did it all for uh, the Nookie. Uh, so we playing, we've been playing a lot of shit. Um, yeah. We played, do you remember a game called Outcast that came out in like 1999? Yes, they redid it and released an HD version, which wasn't really oh, HD man. at all. Well, we, we played the original one. That came up. So uh, we've just been having fun with that. Uh, and then we played Lucius 2. Have you guys ah, checked that out? Dodger could tell you about Lucius 2. <laughs> Is it, uh, what's the consensus on that? Do, do people hate it or do they like it? Because we oh, we had stupid so, fun with it. Yeah, it's one of those just like beautiful train wrecks. 
where people <laughs> love it. They they love it, but everybody agrees. Wow, this game is real bad. <laughs> right? Like that's that's kind of everybody's take on it that's that's our bread and butter like we love playing horrible games i mean we end up making more fun of ourselves than the game itself but like it's always a great platform but we played through it like at first we're like this is really crappy and they're like you can murder people this is really cool but it controls like shit i watched dodger play the first one oh spool's a big fan thank you hi i watched the first one you can can stop talking spool anyway (laughs) he's a desperate man um, <laughs> he's like, it's my internet girlfriend. <laughs> Waifu! <laughs> <laughs> I brought my cardboard cutout. There's I have a body it? pillow right here. Oh my gosh. That would be awesome if there was a cardboard cutout of me. Just <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Uh, we take it from that picture and move on. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> uh, and I know um, we, we want to play Dragon Ball Z uni- Xenoverse. Xenoverse! Yes! I watched Sam play that last night. It looks awesome. Yeah. I'm <laughs> really excited game. to play it. I'm a, I'm a DBZ fan, so. Yeah, um, you get to make your own character. And you yeah. can be on the Majin race. <laughs> awesome. I have no idea what any of this is. It's all, <sighs> yeah, horrible talk. These are horrible human beings. There was a part where Toonami meant something to me, and... That, that word doesn't mean something to the people listening right now. That's probably a good chance you didn't really get into Dragon Ball Z the same time I did. But, um, yeah, it's like it's kind of cool. To, it, it's retro at this point, I guess. But it's like so cool to see it come back. It's like, thank did God you, someone's making more DBZ games. Did you ever play the Budokai games? Yeah, they were they were like horror. So I don't understand this. So most typical fighting games make sense. It's you have one guy on the left, one guy on the right, and then they punch each other in the dick until one dies. Uh, for whatever reason, the Dragon Ball Z games was always like you have a power up meter, you can fly up in the sky, and they would try to do a weird split screen thing. Like Dragon Ball Z games were always like weird and busted, but I enjoy them because oh, I the love source, them because of the source material. I'm just like ah, it's nerdy, it's it stupid. Was, I'm, I apologize. I feel like the Budokai games were one of like the very first Budokai game was the first time that I had played a fighting game where they in they put QTE in there. It was like. <laughs> yeah. Ah, you you launch that guy up into the air. Now press all these buttons. Press them now. And I'm like, oh shit, fuck. <laughs> so, but it it winds up. I mean, you feel real frantic about getting that move in. So, right. yeah. <laughs> kind of well, it, it, it it's on our it's on our list of things to play. But then also, yeah, you know, PAX is coming up this week. So, like, uh, getting. Right. I I think is anything even going to be there? Have you guys heard anything? Like any good games? Well, I, mean, I imagine there'll be quite a few. But I don't think there's any big announcements unless blizzard wants to do something they, is, they never i don't i think they save all that right for blizzcon usually now. but they actually did do stuff with they announced hearthstone at a pax if you remember correctly did they really I, yeah they did that, i thought that, that was makes, like a separate thing no they announced it at a pax i'm pretty sure they did i mean that kind of makes sense like the tabletop audience i could see that yeah. kind of seeing that crossover um but yeah like i i guess this is kind of i've just been we've been so busy over here like I forgot we were flying out this week. Like someone had yeah. to remind me, they're like, uh, "You have to be on a plane in two days." Like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah so it's just been it's just been a crazy week. The thing I absolutely love about PAX is just going to the indie area and just playing all sorts of really cool shit with really enthusiastic people. Uh, that's yeah. like the coolest thing about PAX. Fuck waiting in line to play some AAA bullshit for fifteen minutes. Go to the indie area. There's going to be some really pe- people who are really happy to see you. They probably have a really cool thing to show you. And like, I mean, yeah. fuck, every time you go to PAX, there's always great games to play. Yeah, that's actually, I mean, I've been going to 
PAX for a while. I want to say since 2009. Wow. Something like that. Gone, gone. It, it went back before that. I remember, I think I was working at G4 at the time when they first announced it and they're like, yeah, we don't know if this thing's going to work. And it's like, this is their business model now. Yeah, like it, it does, they do four a year now. I mean, yeah, yeah. South, South and Australia now. Those are things. But I feel like the more they've, the bigger they've gotten, you're right. Like that you see like the line for Assassin's Creed to see the latest one is like just down the block. And you're just like, oh, I don't, I don't think I can do this. It's exhausting. So yeah, it is nice to find, take solace in like a smaller little area but yeah yeah it's, think, uh, it's a little a little too much right now yeah i want to do the next packs it probably won't be as intense like we, we do packs in a pretty intense way where we book ourselves solid from nine to six with just appointment after appointment and we just try and do all them possible i don't think we're gonna do that anymore like as people have pointed out they don't really care about indie games until they're available to buy that's the thing we yeah. learned because we got like half. Actually, but, like, compared to what we get now, we got about a quarter of the views on videos we made at PAX versus just making a video right then. So I think like I'm just going to go there, maybe play some cool games, maybe get some like uh, for some reason people love previews of triple A's. Like you do a preview of triple A, even if it's just B-reel footage with you talking over it, they'll fucking eat that shit up. Like, I talked over B-Real for Arkham, uh, Arkham Origins for, like, 10 minutes, and people were like, yeah, this is great! And I'm like, here's this amazing indie game that I get to play, and I'm the only person with footage. I'm like, we don't care. Like, all right. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm just yeah. going to go and play board games and have fun and maybe see some cool games, you know? That seems well, like I mean, the way yeah, to do packs now. Yeah, I mean, you could really... It's weird how you can kind of gauge public interest based on how your numbers do for a video yeah and i mean there's there's some there's value to that i mean i know there's organizations out there like edar and stuff like that who measure game sales but like it's really hard to read a, a hype meter but you can actually use video views for it. you always see it with a new ip people are like i don't know what this is so they're not searching it so you get zero search traffic mm -hmm. and if there's not a pretty graphic in the thumbnail they're not going to click it yep. so you're it's already a lose-lose situation that's the tough thing with trying to basically put out there like hey this new game is cool that's tough. Yeah, we st we started having devs ask us to actively hold the video until around launch because it made a huge difference. We we held a video for like three months, I think, for Antichamber and put it out on the day of release. And he attributes that video to the majority of the game sales versus if we'd put it out at the time, it would have been like a fifth of the views. Right. And I mean, that that's you're, you're kind of speaking to the video game audience right there, especially those into, you know, Steam users, PC users who are uh, adopted digital distribution for the last 10 years who are used to it. When you see something that looks cool, you want it immediately. Yeah, you so want that's it right just now. kind of the yeah. I don't want to go like, ooh, No Man's Sky, can't wait to play that in five years. Like, <laughs> that, that's yeah. not fun. Yeah, no one wants that. Yeah, hmm. I think Steam's weirdly become this sort of discovery platform where people they see something new on the list because there's new games every day on Steam and they immediately hmm. want to know what it is and mm -hmm. where they're going to go to find out. Well, you go to user reviews where it'll be some dank maymays or. You could go to YouTube where you might actually find something out. Yeah. So that's how that works. Oh. Well, yeah, I'm, cool. su I'm surprised that that hasn't been gamed a bit more because we've had we've had PR companies in the world for how long now? <laughs> and they've, you know, they've got it down to a science like this is how you get something on people's radar. And then once we get a little bit further in, this is how you get them asking questions. Like, when is that going to be coming out? I'd like to see that movie or I'd like to play that game. And this is when you push it real hard, you know? And maybe mm -hmm. they're just now realizing that we can be that hard push, you know, right at the finish line. <laughs> we are pretty hard. We Way are the hard sexual. push. Yeah. We don't just give the tip. <laughs> Way oh, to make no, it no. sexual, Adam. <laughs> we go all the way in.
Yeah. Well, that, uh, well, I mean, just general video game marketing has changed so much. Like, gone are the days of Bioshock Infinite of, like, hope you enjoy this game in a decade. Like, it's pretty much Shadow of Mordor where, like, hey, here's this game. It comes out in a couple months. Check it out or whatever. And it's, like, it's changed so much with just AAA games. And it's, I guess it might be harder to keep games a secret. But their game developers and publishers are realizing quickly that people want it now. And they, um, YouTube and Twitch are great vehicles for that. There's a big reason why Amazon bought Twitch. I'm just saying. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I do think it depends on the developer. Some developers are trying. No, no names. Some developers are trying really hard to show that, like, they're working on something cool. This is going to be different, guys. It's going to be so cool. Your minds are going to be blown. And then, you know, we forget that they ever said that. And then a game comes out. (laughs) Yeah. And the only way they can really pull that off these days is if they are in early access. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. As they they are, if they're in early access, then they will be able to make that happen, mm-hmm. and they will put themselves in a situation where, oh, you can get in now. It's not fucking done, right? But you can get in now, and that's important enough for a lot of people, right? And you can have something like Star Citizen, where everyone's like really happy, or you can have like a Daisy thing, where everyone's just perpetually miserable. mad at the game. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a miserable well, game, so whatever. I would never make a zombie survival game in a million years. The communities are very, very angry when they play games like that. And none of them are ever going to be finished. You know it. Like, <laughs> even H1Z1, which is probably the most popular right now, that's going to take ages to fucking finish. And people are perpetually mad at that game. Oh, dear. Yeah. I, I think that's sort of the audience. It's a weird thing, too. Like, so, like, I had never really gotten to MOBAs until, like, I, I think I played League once and I, I played some Heroes of the Storm, but it wasn't until we played Smite where I really understood the anger of, you know, one person fucks up and the whole thing just falls apart. Falls to pieces. And, yeah. and there, there is just a, a very kind of toxic attitude that is in, like, certain communities. Oh. And I see it a lot with the zombie survival. Uh, people out there and then also with MOBA crowds it's just just a lot of angry angry young children yeah <laughs> they do exist there's no doubt yeah a lot of kicking and screaming oh um, yes plenty of that but we love you so, fans <laughs> yeah but you're beautiful please please keep watching our ads so we can live <laughs> yeah. uh, so I played social justice warriors by the way oh yeah how was that how'd you like that I don't yeah it's not very good you don't like it no oh it's it's a flash game basically, and I, I I don't even like using that term, but it's the kind of thing that you would find on Newgrounds, and it would be fun for about ten minutes, and then it boils down to basically being nothing. It's weird how Newgrounds spawned a bunch of genres that end up on mobile phones, like the fucking tug of war strategy genre, for instance. That's not even a fucking genre, but it was on Newgrounds, and so people on mobile devices made five thousand of them. And yeah. well, they I mean, ended up Angry being... Birds was basically that, right? Well, yeah, like... I mean, Angry Birds Clone Crush the like... Castle, which was a new yeah, was exactly. Grounds game. There's a lot yep. of stuff like that. But but Social Justice Warriors it is like an argument simulator that's essentially a very, very light battle RPG where you pick one of four options every time and you attack either their sanity bar or their reputation bar. And you keep just fighting trolls until one dies and you get occasional buffs from the social justice druid comes and asks you a question, the social justice necromancer comes, blah, blah, and asks why people don't like skeletons. And I don't know, it it, it just it mechanically is just so fucking shallow. Like, it re- there's really not much there. It's a fun gimmick for about 10 minutes, and then it, you just say, well, it's a shame there's not more video game here. And mm. 
for, mm. from the political side of things, I choose to believe that the developer is trying to get across the point that both of them are idiots. But I can never be 100% sure because I've seen this shit in real life. Like, I've seen people say yeah. these exact things. And I'm like, I don't know if that counts as a troll or if you actually think that's a good counter argument. Because I did law at university and you guys would be kicked the fuck out within five it's minutes. If, fallacies if, after. How do I hold all these fallacies? Fallacies. Where I, they're just everywhere. They're coming out of all my. They're coming out of my nostrils. There's so many. Oh, man. Yeah. I, no. It's not worth the money. I'm sorry. Like, pick it up in a bundle and maybe have 20 minutes of fun with it. But it's a cute idea, but cute ideas do not necessarily good games make. If you're thinking this will be the new papers, please, you are sadly mistaken. It is absolutely so not. Oh, no. it sounds, sounds kind of like a group of guys thought it was a clever idea. Yes. And we're yeah. kind of like in a chat room, like, wouldn't this be great? And then they kept talking about how great it would be. And then you kind of got what you got. So Yeah, you got what you got. I mean, it's not an expensive game. It's like eight bucks, but I wouldn't pay eight bucks for it. Like, I, I didn't have maybe an hour's worth of fun with that. So, yeah, I'm afraid not. I'd, I'd love to tell you otherwise, but it's just not true. Have you played the game? How do what is it? How do you do it? Oh, uh, the, the the sex game. Yes. The, yeah. So yeah, that was apparently oh, made. Oh, the one where the little girl like has the dolls. Yes. I I was mm. I was expecting more. There's not a lot. How, there. You've actually no. played it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's free to play on Steam. Yeah. So you could probably. Oh, I played it as a browser game a long time ago. That's really. Oh, really? Funny. It was a game <laughs> yeah. jam, wasn't it? They made it in three days, and then it ended yeah. up winning an IGF award, which allowed it to bypass Greenlight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I thought someone was just being really. I mean, funny. I mean, I think it is. You know, is, uh, is, is it? it though? It's hard to tell. It's 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 like um, so you know, on one hand, you have Tim and Eric who go out of their way to make like insane sort of like nightmare television, but at right. the same time, you have a subreddit called Not Tim and Eric, and it's all videos that are basically Tim and Eric esque, but unintentionally that way. Right. So this game is. Is it? No, did it because, mean to be funny? Okay, I don't know. For, for the people who are watching right now that don't know what this game is, it's um, you're a little girl, your mom leaves the house, and then you have dolls. And you're supposed to, like, make the dolls hit, like... Have sex, Touch each other in sexy ways, You have yeah. to make the sex. Yeah, and which could be so many things, because in this game, so many things count. So you're just, wow, yeah, I had sex. Yeah, she doesn't know. Yeah, no, yeah I had sex 8,000 times, right? Like, well, at well, the end. I think I only got to 117. I mean, I haven't played it. What? Um, but there is um, like, well, also the, the game starts out with like the mom, like abandoning her daughter. And she's like, all right, leaving. And the daughter like looks at these dolls that are off in the corner. And then she goes up and her, she's just, the only thing you can control are her hands. So like, like look at my body the way it is. All you see is like this. And then you do that. And it's just <laughs> sad. Like how? Okay. So you guys are arguing that there's a possibility that this game was not meant to be in a joking manner. How on earth would somebody make that game not in a joking manner? What do you think that the person was trying to say in a serious manner? <laughs> These days, uh, with postmodern abstract nonsense game development, I don't even fucking know half the time what people are trying to say. I really uh, don't. Apparently, uh, Lawrence was just uh, telling me uh, that it was made by Nina Freeman. I don't know who that is. But I guess it was a game jam, so I think yes. there was a message behind it. Uh, what that is... message is is lost on me. Well, I, I think even even if there is a message, like you know, like uh, I don't know. You just don't think <laughs> they delivered it well. <laughs> well, if if say all right, say that the message is it's okay for kids to know about sex, okay. right? Say that say that that's the message. 
I would still argue (laughs) that the game was created in a way where it's supposed to be funny. Because at the end, it's like, you had sex so many times, right? Like, you're a kid playing with dolls. Well, also, and I think every time just the dolls touch, that counts as sex, um, right. which is yeah. weird. But I, I was trying to make them, like, do, like, kind of the hammerhead position. Or, like, I had, like, a Karma Sutra next to me. It's very hard to do that because you pretty much just... <laughs> They, essentially, you're just making a man and a woman scissor, which it okay. doesn't work. It doesn't work very the well. The hammerhead yeah. position. Yeah, you can you can make. Them oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry. I meant the pile driver, not hammerhead. Pile driver. <laughs> oh, that's when you. So when a man and a woman love each other. Yes. Um, and really throw, like pro wrestling. Yeah, you throw that out the window Explain and then. Explain with um, fingers. Show us. What does it look like? <laughs> uh, if you've seen. I don't think that's how America, that works at all. I don't think that that's how sex works, Adam. <laughs> I think you need to play more of this game to understand how sex well, works. Yeah. It would ex- explain my disappointment. Maybe you need life. to play with dolls. Mm. Uh, you mean more or less? What are you, what are you trying to say? More. Oh. It's always <laughs> weird when, yeah, these, it out when these games come yeah. out on Steam because they always have like universally positive reviews and they're all joke reviews. Like all of them. There's, there's yeah. one where it's like, if you enjoy James Cameron's The Titanic, you would really like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then there was another game that came out this week which actually is trying to deal with serious subject matter, which is called Pregnancy, which was initially tagged as indie survival horror and gore. That's now been changed to indie female protagonist simulation dating sim, which I'm not sure if it's... I don't think it's a dating sim. And then someone tagged it as memes because, you know, Steam. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, like, people are not too happy with that because, like, the subject matter is good, but the, it's just, like, it's not a very well-delivered experience. And I think that's, like, one of the real problems with trying to make games that deal with serious subject matter. If you can't have your mechanics properly convey the subject matter or if your writing's bad, it, it just ends up falling flat on its face. Well, yeah, we played a we played a game like that. What was the one where, like, it, it's... Uh, I forget what it is. Like, you're, like, you play as a woman who's an alcoholic and then she, like, jumps off of a building at the end. What is it? 3 p.m. Have you guys played that? No. It's garbage. Um, or 4 p.m.? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's on Steam. But, like, they tried that exact thing where, like, we're going to tackle the serious issue of this woman having an alcohol problem. But the game is a joke. Like, it just plays so horrible. And, I, like, the credits were so long. They were just like, oh, you put your name on this. I'm so sorry. Um, and it just, it just, as a video game, it makes no sense. But you could tell that the whole game started with a message. And they didn't really think beyond that. And it's just it's just not a good game. I don't know. Fun well, for think, us. Yeah. Bad for the world. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people, if they want to tackle something serious in gaming, a lot of times they'll try to make a game that's like kind of silly and weird because you don't feel quite... I don't... If it's a sensitive enough subject, you won't feel quite as attacked by it I guess like there's not as much of a propensity to become defensive if it does apply to you or is trying to say something to you um like okay there's that there's that consent kissing game right there's the game where there's like the two faces and looking it up and yeah I can't remember what it's called shit there's this game where there's two faces and you hit you hit one button and the the first person says would you like to kiss me and then you get to decide if the other person says yes or no. If the if you say no, then the faces just like slowly like disappear. But if you say yes, then the faces come closer and then they stick out really gross tongues and you can move the tongues around. And that's the game. And it's a game about like consensual kissing, right? But like it's a real <laughs> dumb weird game. So, I don't know. Like I I I kind of like that. Okay. 
it's a very strange kind of indie art scene sort of really obscure stuff that that ends up making games like this and more often than not they just don't really do it well which is a shame they've got an idea but they just don't have a clue how to execute it and yeah you often find these weird experimental things now popping up on steam i'm not exactly sure how pregnancy got on steam um i actually don't know because i don't think it was greenlit and unless it won an igf award which i guess is possible i'm not really sure why that game's on steam and it's strange because i mean uh, with the uh, the game you're talking about the how do you do it whatever is free pregnancy actually costs two dollars and is apparently five minutes long which i think is what yeah <laughs> sorry maybe a tad uh, ridiculous it, it's yes okay it's the price of a cup of coffee but i mean we're still buying a product here at the end of the day yeah, I think I'd rather have the coffee mm, at that point. Yeah, I don't know. It's like... <laughs> hmm. Well, I think it's also... Um, I think it's going to be... We're going to see something really interesting in the next, I want to say, five, maybe six years, when the... I think VR is going to be a big step for this, especially for the indie games where... Yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's something about that sense of immersion that I th think that people... I, I'm not saying, like, having a message is good or bad, but I think, like, hey, if you can, you know put your art out there and you want to say something you can say it. i think vr actually might help in a weird in a weird way just to create immersion whereas like a game like how do you do it it's just like i just feel like i'm playing a shitty flash game on new grounds like mm -hmm. it's kind of weird so it, it's gonna be really interesting to see like i'm really excited to kind of see where valve and everyone takes it i have a question so adam yes would you feel differently about this game if it was a browser game do you think that you take it more seriously as like a game because it's on Steam? Yeah, you know, I, I think that there is like a, a there's something prestigious to be part of Steam, right? And so like you feel like used the be. game is exactly like I think that there's still that stigma kind of there because like every time I want to play a AAA game, I open up Steam, and so now this game that could have, I mean, I could load in Chrome in two point two seconds so with a download is on the same platform. So yeah, you have this kind of false sense of, I don't know, like uh, this weird sort of, I don't know, like it, like it's in the same category as Shadow Mordor, I guess. It's strange. It's 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 strange because it's a storefront, right? Like you, right. Th these sort of strange indie art pieces are the kind of thing that you wouldn't see like on a GameStop shelf. But simultaneously, that's kind of a good thing as well, because frankly, who wants GameStop to be the fucking gatekeepers of what's good on Steam and what isn't? And you do occasionally mm -hmm. stumble across these things which are really cool. Most of them are not these indie art message games, I've got to admit. Like, I, I'm trying to think of an indie art message game that I got anything out of, and I'm failing to come up with any at all. Like, I just can't. I can't think of any. Yeah. Yeah. Which I is kind of sad. I mean, as, I guess I'm not the target audience. But I probably not. If yeah. you, I don't know. Maybe if you're going to experiment, you should probably experiment somewhere else. Like, do it. Do it in a way that's free. Do it in a way that people can experience and help you refine your art. Because a lot of this stuff is really, really basic, and frankly, should be probably should be in a some. Air, this should. If there isn't a website already for experimental games, then there needs to be. You know, well, there needs what to be a I, what platform I, for that. What I don't understand is. I, like I said, I played that game as a browser game over a year ago, like a long time ago. And so I'm wondering if the only reason that this would have been put on Steam is like PewDiePie, right? <laughs> like you they think knew. Just, just to get a YouTuber to play it. 
they they knew that it was like one of those weird games where people are going to be like, lol, it's a game where you're a kid and you make dolls bang each other. Which is weird, because you think if you had a message behind your game, the last thing you want is people to make fun of it. Maybe there is no message. <laughs> there might not be a message. I don't know. It's hard to say, but there are... Yeah, uh, yeah actually, uh, someone made a, f a fantastic point. There is a game that got a message across well while still being mechanically competent, and that's Papers, Please. That, mm -hmm. that, had, that, had, that had multiple messages yeah. that were well-delivered. I played it very wrong, though. I would just take the rejected stamp and I would hit it like 10 times on the one piece of paper and then close the door and call it a day. But that, <laughs> that too I was is a, a message. Yeah. <laughs> You're expressing yourself through the game. I, I'm just, I'm, I have too much ADD when I play games like that. So I was like getting a little too crazy. But I need, actually, I do need to play that game seriously. Everyone tells me that it's good. It's so, so good. It drives dude. me up the wall. Uh, it's really, really good. But my God, does it frustrate me? Because I'm, I'm a terrible person when it comes to attention to detail. So I just can't play it. I'm just bad at it. Man. Hmm. You just got to decide, just... like, do you care about the country or do you care about your family? You know, because uh, mother family, motherland, right? <laughs> your people's got to eat. Your people, your family's got to eat, man. Your son's going to get sick. Like, what the heck? You got to you got to detain everybody. Detain everybody. <laughs> Those are the choices you make in Papers, Please. <laughs> detain <Or> everybody. <laughs> we could throw away it's, all uh... the art games and go and buy Five Nights at Freddy's 3 which they seem to be shitting out copy after copy of this game as quickly oh as God. possible. Everybody Just remember, who's... the first one came out August 19, 2014, and we're on three already. Like, Ubisoft yeah, yeah. wishes they were this guy. <laughs> um, this guy every this guy person is also... that I've seen... Sorry. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Every person you've seen. Sorry. I've... Every person oh, that I've seen play this game so far has been, like, diving real deep into the story they've been like so this guy said this thing which means this thing which ties into this thing from the second game which also ties back to the first game and i'm like oh my goodness can't i don't know how much of that is real and how much of it is just matt pat making shit up for money which <laughs> is fine because that's exactly what he does but a lot of people take game theory we were having this discussion on twitter earlier how many people take game theory way fucking more seriously than matt pat ever intended it to be a lot of 10 let me put it this way it's mostly 10 year olds i know this because on the bus to school most of the kids are playing five nights at freddy's on their phones they are like 10 year olds 11 year olds that's what they're playing yeah that's weird yeah but it's strange it's very strange uh but it's huh. true that's the demographic but i mean you know when you've got a game that's pretty much entirely whose success is entirely based on how much markiplier and pewdiepie played it i guess that's mm -hmm. to be expected right yeah i mean you have two of the biggest audience grabbers playing your game for free yep all so, the demographics that are between eight and 11 years old which is to be expected yeah. so yeah they're, they're gonna play it it's yeah a, i mean the developer is very smart i mean he's he's very smart it's just just kick him out it's, bank. yeah do what you gotta do i mean and if people are buying it and playing it and having fun with the lore i i guess i mean uh, cool yes. more power to you i mean hey whatever if whatever works works i think like you were saying i think uh the audience is usually way more invested in the story or the lore of a video game than the actual developer is. Because typically when the developer is way too much into the lore, the game tends to not really be that great. Like mm. uh, that Outcast game was garbage. <laughs> not not all the time. I'm just saying like, I'm trying to think of games where people come out and they're like, uh, what was the one that like basically put Majesco out of business? Advent Rising or Advent something Rising. like that? Advent Rising. Yeah, Advent Rising. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
And they're like, we have, we are the next Star Wars. Like, look at us. We're so big. We're like, we've created a universe. And it's like, no yeah. one gives a shit. A like, lore often comes second place to gameplay. And frankly, it should stay that way. Like, I don't give a fuck about your lore as long as your game plays well. You know, and good lore isn't going to save a bad video game because people are not going to suffer through it in order to experience that lore in the first place. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I also feel like if an author does you know, all of their work and they really flesh out a world, flesh out the characters. Sometimes it's just really hard for them to say, all right, but this is all that people need to know in order for this story to progress smoothly and make mm -hmm. sense. That happens in books, that happens in games, that happens in movies oh, where right. people just, yeah. like, like Adam was saying, they just get so attached to all of these details that they've concocted that they're like, I want everybody to know all all of this. <laughs> it's like, no, mm -hmm. stop. <laughs> well, that, that, that's like a someone pointed that out. I see this all the time with like certain video games. With like, there's all these like minor details that like people pick up later, like in Skyrim, where they're like, oh, if you go through this trail, you can find like there's a story here. But like, what I appreciated was they didn't shove it in your face. I appreciate that they did it, but it's like they're not. They're, you know, the developer's not grabbing my face and going, look at what I did for you. Like right. in that case, less less is more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's an interesting discussion just as to how exactly people experience lore in games and how developers can implement it in such a way that allows the obsessives to get all of that information and then simultaneously doesn't shove it in the face of everybody else. I mean, audio logs have been used for a long time, which yeah. in some cases works, and then in other cases it forces you to fucking stop moving and not be able to replay them at a later date. That's fucking annoying. Yeah. I think... Um, the way those, the, the way Dragon Age did, did it was pretty good. You know, just put it ever, in a book. Do you ever feel like audio logs are like an afterthought? Like they finish the game and they're like, Shh, we have all the story that we cut out. How can we keep it in there? I think, that's, pretty... I think that's probably right. Uh, it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. someone wrote all this background lore. It didn't get into the main voice acting. We couldn't get it into the cutscenes, and we couldn't get it into the environmental storytelling. So we're going to put audio logs in, which are pretty much like the most contrived way of doing environmental storytelling. Not that they have been badly done all the time. System Shock 2 yeah. did it very well. Mm -hmm. I liked uh, uh, Dead Space audio logs. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. yeah. It, it, there, Survival Horror like... uses them well, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's hard to do it where it actually has an impact on the game though, I guess. It's sort of thing like, there, I feel like there's so many games where I've played like, um, I'm trying to think, I think Wolfenstein may have had them. I don't remember. Wolfenstein did them well. Yeah, and it, it was it was cool where you find like, um, uh, one of our guys, Lawrence Pop, uh, pointed out, it's like there's a German version of like the Beatles. And you're like, that's cool. Yes. Like that, you didn't, oh, I love finding those records. They were fantastic. Yeah, like that. that's pretty cool. But like, it doesn't really impact the story. It's like that, that game could have probably been the same with or without it. It was just like a nice little, you know, cherry on top, basically. I think it added to the atmosphere a little bit because it really, it really did reinforce the idea that this is what the world would be like if the Nazis had actually won. And what really, what I really liked in Wolfenstein was finding the news articles. That was fantastic. <laughs> like reading all the pieces of news about how shit went a different way. It's like, yeah. hey, this is how we took over London. It's like that never happened. I want to know how you did it. Uh, that was mm -hmm. that was pretty great. Uh, yeah. When it came to environmental storytelling, I'd say that Wolfenstein was pretty damn good at what it did. It had no we, right to be either. It, it, had the, it <laughs> should have been dumb as shit, and it wasn't. No, so. we, we we all sat around here. We're like, if Valve decides not to make Half-Life 3 and they just want to do like a like a CSGO sort of thing where they hire another developer like Hidden Path, some are like, Machine Games, like they Fuck did great yeah. with Wolfenstein. I would be happy with them making Half-Life 3. I think they do a fantastic job. Yeah. And put Jimi yeah. Hendrix in Half-Life 3. There you go. Problem solved. Ah, oh, perfect. Absolutely. I, I did it. 
All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the news this week, which includes Half-Life and VR and other stuff. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast for the final 40 or so minutes of the show. We got some news, or more accurately, we kind of don't. <laughs> what we thought might be happening with uh, Valve obviously isn't, so there's that. But there was the announcement, of course, that Valve is entering the VR space in collaboration with HTC with a silly name. What, what is it? Is it Vive? I Vive. The Vive. The Vive. Which yeah, sounds like that's, an energy that's, drink. That's HTC, not Valve calling it that, right? Or is that just their... Their love baby. Oh, I think that's their like their love child. They yeah, they're both just, working They decided on. to name Vive. That is an awful name. That is a bad name. Mm. I would throw my kid off a cliff if his name was Vive. I don't think it's the worst possible name. Not, that's yeah. not the worst possible one. I mean, I don't know. Anal discharge is a pretty the bad one. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there are other options. The cock ring, <laughs> brought to you by anal discharge. It goes on your face. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, it's not the worst name in the world. You're right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we have concluded that Vive could be worse. Good. So they're entering the market. I don't really think there's a lot of analysis to put into this, really. I mean, frankly, I'm happy that someone else other than Oculus is entering because competition is important. Will it be confusing yeah. to consumers? Maybe. Do I care? No. Confu consumers find everything confusing. That's not an excuse not to release more than one fucking product. I don't think it will be confusing. I think Oculus has been around now that everybody knows Oculus. Like, in the end, they're going to have a big leg up. But it is good that we have Sony making one, and now we have Valve making one. Because, yeah, again, that means that there's some competition and there won't be a monopoly. Like, who doesn't? Who would want that? <laughs> yeah, I, th I, think, I think people are thinking that you need a specific headset to play games, I guess. But it's like, think of... I guess think of it more of like a cell phone and a mouse combined into one thing. So it's like you can buy a million different mice. You can buy a million different phones. They all pretty much do the same thing. They do them differently. Um, so, yeah. yeah, valves might not be as good as Oculus or vice versa. But, you know, that's what that's actually excites me is that we could have a, a better product. That's well, the best. That's yeah. the best thing. Are people complaining there's more than one kind of monitor you can buy? Because, I mean, really, yeah, this is a monitor that goes on your face. Really? Yeah. That's what it is. Or why can't we do two monitors that go on your face? I guess yeah. because this is being pushed as the next big step for gaming in general, mm -hmm. everybody's real worried that it's not going to go off well or that Don't the wrong people are going to pull up. ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, think back to like touch screens on phones. Remember, did you? I'm pretty sure everyone knew someone who was like, I can't get rid of my keyboard on my smartphone. Like, it needs yeah, to be. I me. still think that this was me. way. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm like, my, my mom was that way, where she was like, I need, she bought a Bluetooth keyboard attachment for her iPhone, where she's like, I need to feel the keys. And now she's like, ah, fuck, I don't need it anymore. But I think that's sort of the thing with VR. It's like, you know, try before you buy, but like, seeing is believing. I just did two quotes. I, I want to kill myself. <laughs> try before you buy, but yeah. seeing is believing. Did it's I say like monitors with guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like my. <laughs> brain matter on my screen yeah um i think it's that sort of thing where it's like when you when you first use it you, it will make sense to people that's all it is the same with touch mm -hmm. touch phones it's like once you started swiping stuff you're like oh this makes sense it actually works i, I see now yes well, kind of works but yeah exactly still and that's an art in itself is like creating something that people don't already use but still making it intuitive it'll be interesting to see like 
if any of them achieve that, where people feel like they can just pick it up and use it and and they get it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's going to affect a lot of things. Obviously, they're going to be adding modes to existing games. But what's going to be interesting is how it affects things like UI design. Because they made Team Fortress 2 Oculus compatible, but in order to do that, they had to redo the UI completely. It's going to be really interesting to see how UI design changes, and also how basic things like where the gun is on the screen change. Because as we're well aware, in first-person shooters, the gun's not here. Like, <laughs> you know, huh? I, or in the case of many, it's like the gun is coming out of my nose, like, half mm -hmm. the time, in the way yeah. that the gun yep. is actually designed. Will they move the view model? They're going to have to, really, mm -hmm. in order for it, because that's going to be a massive immersion breaker. It's like, the gun's, the gun's too close. Like, I'm immersed in this now. The distance mm -hmm. between where the gun's supposed to be and my, and my eyes is very important. So Yeah, it'll, it'll almost, rather than coming down, it'll almost have to go out. Like, you would have to see, like, arms, gun, <laughs> right? If you wanted it to still be here, like... Yep. Well, Not yeah. only that, but you'll have to design... I think the way FPS will then go is... Because right now, what we have is we have a mostly static gun model, and then your view changes as you move your head. That's not how things work. What's probably going to end up happening is that we're going to see more games go down the... You remember Red Steel for the Wii? Launch mm -hmm. title? Not good. But it did do the thing where it moved the gun on the screen and moved your arm around instead of it being just a fixed point. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see if they... They might even have to do that. Like, it might not even just be optional. It may cause some weird motion sickness effect if they don't fucking do that. Yeah, You've got to think about peripheral vision. Field of view is going to have to be huge. Because otherwise well, it's going to be like, well, I can't see what I'm supposed to see. Yeah, well, yeah and and with, with VR, you're going to be doing, like, this sort of stuff. And if we're assuming that in real life, the gun's right here... And no matter where you look, it's, the gun's like right. always yeah. right there. <laughs> it's like well, mm, the, it's not gonna well, work. Well, the cool, the cool thing they said with you know the vibe is you could have like what did they say like a fifteen foot square space that you could kind of walk around like you could actually have movement around in the game. So like in my mind, I'm imagining like I'm thinking like two steps forward rather than holding a controller or a keyboard and mouse and looking around. I'm really anticipating the day where you're wearing I don't know gloves or something, but you're playing a game like super hot haptic feedback. That kind of Something thing. like yeah. that. It, like, um, imagine that moment where you're walking in a room, it's like a small room, and you actually have like a your controller is a gun or it's just your hands. And you do that thing where you're like you're aiming in front of you, and the character's doing the same thing, and it just becomes natural. It it becomes basically a toddler using a touchscreen for the first time. Like it all just it works because it makes sense because your your body or your mind has basically put the pieces together and goes, yeah, this makes sense because it feels natural. That's, that's what I'm waiting for. Interface is going to be very interesting because there's some games that are going to work well out of the box. Flight sims with flight sticks, they're going to feel great anyway because that's the mm -hmm. kind of controller. Racing games are a natural fit with a wheel. But FPS is really odd because unless you go full light gun, which is unlikely, you're going to be dealing with, well, am I still going to use a controller? Am I still going to use a keyboard and mouse with this? And how is that yeah. going to feel? Is that going to be an immersion breaker? So many things that you have yeah. to think about. The, the irony of that, that first-person shooters that people often say is, like, the most immersive type of game, like when they said, you know, when they did the GTA, um, uh, not mod, the option and then the yeah. new gen release. People said it was, like, a whole different game. Yeah, they're like, it just feels so much more real, but it's like, why Why is that? I don't know. It just being in first-person does that. But now, then having a real, actual, immersive first-person experience, 
now the immersion is broken. Yeah, because you're yeah. going to have to completely redesign the way that you made FPS in the first place, which mm -hmm. is really interesting to me. That's what that's really what I want to see. I would love to I would love to just hear devs talk about that. That's fascinating, the way that they'd have to redesign the UI or anything along those lines. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, I'm excited because uh, ultimately it's a piece of tech that could be used on traditional games and can be essentially a monitor replacement and is optional. And I think that's the best way to do things. I, oh, I think going like full on with the treadmill and shit, I probably am not going to go down that route. I would eat shit. I would yeah. like... You just fall on the floor. Yeah, I, I think what I would want first, what I would want before the whole, like, you can just walk around and you're in a totally different world, is I would want, like, an augmented reality version where it was like, we're going to scan the room, the room looks exactly the same with the headset on, but then shit happens ah, in the room, right? Okay. I would love that sort of a thing as, like, baby steps into, you're in a you're new, new universe. <laughs> I mean, you might see that with something with like HoloLens. Like, I, I'm just thinking in terms of like, imagine going to like a laser tag uh, arena or something like that. And now you can actually augment the whole room so they don't have to do crazy lights or anything. And it's just a big padded room. And you can just like go in there and they'll like, they can have essentially AI a pop field up. and stuff like that. Yeah. That would be fantastic. I, I'm actually kind of surprised that, I mean, I know they've been doing it with phones with augmented reality, kind of laser tag stuff there, but. Hopefully, eventually, like, laser tag places, which I fucking love laser tag, incidentally, will actually evolve to use this stuff. And you could, like, go onto a battlefield and you could fight in space and it renders yeah. everything for you. That would be sick. That's that's the thing that sucks about being, I mean, I'm, I'm 30 right now and I feel like we're not going to see the really cool stuff for Until another, like... too old to enjoy it. No, yeah, I'm, that's Fuck sad. that. I'm going to be, be... <laughs> I'm gonna be a gaming asshole till I'm 85. That's how it's going to well, go. Well, we're going to be 55 and they're going to have these, like really awesome options but it's going to require you to do a couple backflips or something oh. like that and like all these young I'll train. spry children I'll train I'll take steroids oh. I'll do it <laughs> well I feel like it's going to be the opposite this isn't the joy of VR that you get to do so much but you really just have to sit there <laughs> kind of but I mean like with anything I don't I don't think there's one answer for everything I think mm -hmm. you're going to be able to apply this to so many different things True. and yeah I, I think yeah a lot of people are going to want to just stay home and crawl up into their corner and go explore some fantasy land and while they basically their house fills up with filth um but then other people you know uh, like tb and i we might go uh might go shoot some kids that'd be fun <laughs> um yes. okay. in the laser tag in laser tag right, right. oh right, right. okay yeah, i was gonna yeah, say yeah. you you can you can play hatred all you damn well please but i fucking <laughs> no but uh i i mean it's the nice thing about it as i said is it's scalable like you could just play war thunder with that thing on and just use a flight yeah. stick and it would be a cooler experience and that's like all that needs like as long as it's got a cockpit view and the right mm -hmm. field of view and you've got a flight stick you can just play it and then well, that's like uh elite dangerous sorry elite elite dangerous yeah does that or uh, yeah Star elite dangerous already well? has oculus rift support and apparently it's yeah. really really good obviously like as limited as the technology currently cool. is but yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of games that are going to work really really well right out of the box with vr and then there are going to be <laughs> Potentially games which are going to have to shift genre. And that really intrigues me. Like, what new genres are we going to get as a result of VR? Because mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. all sorts of potential for it. I like, uh, wasn't there that game where someone was trying to defuse a bomb with the VR headset and <gasps> everyone else has yes. the instructions? Yes. Cool yeah, idea. I don't think that game has come out yet. But yeah, there's, cool there's a game, one person wears the VR headset and they're defusing a bomb. Yeah, and everybody else is like screaming at them what to do. Yeah. yeah. That, that, and that, and then mixed with the, the sort of live streaming technology world we live in now where people like that imagine you know the game that sounds pretty awesome everyone 
jumping in telling you what to do, but imagine a Twitch stream telling you how to play a game. Like, that will become a game unto itself. That already happens. Way. Trust me. They tell well, me how to play <laughs> the game all the time. They're fucking I'm wrong. Saying, that could eventually become part of a game. Like, that, that's right. kind of the world that's we live in right now where everything's connected and you wear a VR headset, but... Well, there was uh, that interesting idea that you could watch a movie with other people in different locations with a VR headset on and just kind of have that social experience of being next to people, mm -hmm. which I think is an interesting idea. I'm thinking, like, sports events would work very, very well that way. Uh, you go to totally. camera setups and you could look around and be in the stadium surrounded by the people. You could hear the people. There's yeah. a lot of potential there. Oh my god, there'd be the physical <laughs> stadium and then there'd be seats for the virtual reality yep. stadium. And well, they could I, just I, sell a whole new set of tickets. Well, yeah, I mean, you could have, like, ten yeah. different seats that are just set up with cameras for VR. And, of course, everyone could share those seats because they wouldn't know that anyone else is in them. So I, I think I think that's the potential Facebook saw when they bought Oculus. Because they're like, yeah, I gaming's so. cool, but what if we, we sell this technology? the social yeah. experience from it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, now imagine, here's the funny part. Say you want that front row seat in VR, that's 100 bucks. But if you want a nosebleed... That's going to be five. <laughs> they, could, they could do that if they wanted yeah. to. It's just someone audio... with a GoPro on a stick at the front, and then they've got the multi-camera set up later on. That's yeah, cool. oh my god, if you paid like a ton of money for it, and then somebody bumped into the camera and like fucked it all up, oh. just be like, money back! I want my money back! I, I have that that will absolutely happen. I have no doubt. Like, virtual attendance to events, virtual attendance to concerts, yes. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen. How it's going to work with gaming and how it will interact with gaming on a social level. I mean, I can obviously envision people jumping into a, a game with you and kind of being a, someone that sort of gets to float around and watch you. But I don't know if that like makes any sense from a VR perspective. I, I could see an esports event doing it. Hell, I mean, they I did it in Minecraft. They used to broadcast League of Legends tournaments in Minecraft and you could all sit in the stadium and watch. But I can just imagine like a like a maybe a Twitch icon pops up on your screen and it's like someone yelling at you and it's an augmented reality sort of thing and it's just like it would be dynamic and it'd be tailored to you. That's just something I could like I don't know like a Five Nights at Freddy's sort of thing with like an Oculus is just something like that. That's a bazillion views for Markiplier and it make there gives him more gold bricks for his mansion. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean uh, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't view VR as a gimmick at all. I view it as the the newest way of doing displays, and I think that we should probably embrace that idea because I think there are all sorts of possibilities for making games more immersive, while more importantly maintaining core gameplay genres, like genres that we still like. You know, yeah. there is no way that me flying a plane in War Thunder will not be a better experience with an Oculus Rift on. It's the same. Mm -hmm. I played Hawkin with the um, the dev kit HD version of PAX like mm -hmm. a year ago. That was fucking mind blowing to me. It's like yeah. this is a better experience than a monitor. Flat out, objectively better. Like I can yeah. do more with it and I have to relearn some skills. But <laughs> this is better. This is a better game now. So yeah. wh why would I not be interested in that? Mm -hmm. And then also going back to like the sort of like social aspects and stuff, I always think of like the original iPhone and how Apple developed it and they never really thought of gaming being a part of it. They're kind of like, yeah, I guess you can make games. And people kept making games for it and they were like, crap, we really need to get behind games. Like I think the most successful products are the ones that you put out and you don't really target it to uh, – you don't intentionally target to like the mass audience. You really just go after one small audience but others adopt it. So yeah, yeah Oculus may have started for gaming but – People are going to go, oh, I can go to a concert because, like, yeah, my mom doesn't want to play a game. But she's like, oh, I can go to – I can see Alanis Morissette from here. Cool. Now, all of a sudden, then she, maybe she'll go, oh, actually, you know what? I do want to play a game. I'll try it out. 
It's these baby steps. And I think that's yeah. actually probably why the Oculus is going to do, or just VR in general, is going to so. do so well. Yeah, it's going to mass adoption. And then, of course, there's porn. Then which porn. obviously is probably going to do incredibly well, really. Oh, yeah. Wait, this conversation probably. is making me think, you know the movie Gamer with Gerard Butler? Oh, God. Yeah. Do I? One day. <laughs> we're going there. TV, we're on the we're on the track. <laughs> I've actually never seen it, but I heard there's a Bollywood dance segment in there or something uh, like that. It's got a lot Adam, of very silly should... things. Gamer no, is a very should... stupid Adam, movie. watch the movie. Adam, it's watch a very the movie, dumb movie. And then tweet me and give me a question mark out of 10 rating. <laughs> uh, nah, hey, uh, just like game reviews, we don't give movie scores. Good. That's what I like I'm to just... hear. All right, let's move on to other other news. Um, let's see, what do we have? It's like, do we want to dive into the pseudo-controversial topic? Because I found one. We got one. Uh, but let's go talk about it. the we have, wow. we have a lot of releases to go through at the we, end. That's so. true. Just so well. you know. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about WoW Token for, for a little bit. So true. they have finally allowed you to essentially buy in-game time with gold, which means that you can also sell a WoW Token, which gives that time for gold on the auction house. So you can buy mm -hmm. a token for real money and sell it on the auction house for fake money, gold. And then, of course, people with lots of gold can effectively play WoW for free. But it's not like Blizzard's losing anything because someone else had to buy the token in the first place. So right. it's kind of a zero-sum game for them. But what this essentially allows you to do is buy gold in-game. And this has caused controversy, certainly. But simultaneously, like, I think a lot of it is very knee-jerk. I really do. Like... Yeah. I see this as a net positive for the game. What do you guys think about like buying currency in an MMO? I mean, I think if anything, this is just I, I'm just looking at the big picture here. I think it it's kind of pointing towards World of Warcraft eventually going free to play, right? Yeah, but they're not going to do that yet. I mean, they have 10 million no, subs. That that would be long in the future, I think. Once once again, just the tip. You don't put the whole thing in right away. But I'm saying you you put in the infrastructure now. So in I don't know what five seven years when they're when they're finally running as subscribers like well we already have the free to play model in place you can buy gold there you go and they can still squeeze some life out of that game. Yep. Yeah, originally they said we wanted to put the tokens. I believe that they were like we wanted to put the token system in place so that people could use their gold to pay for their subscription. And I was like then, but then why let people do the opposite? You know, if, if like specifically you wanted people to be able to pay for their subscriptions with gold, then like let let them do that. You know, it doesn't it doesn't explain having wow tokens specifically, I don't think. I believe it's um it's to do with economy inflation. Like the way that they've designed it is designed to take money out of the economy. And it's mm -hmm. also designed to combat gold farming. So what you're, right. what you're allowing people to do with the WoW token is I can buy a bunch of WoW tokens and I can sell them on the auction house for gold. And the gold that I would have acquired in the game, I'm essentially taking it from somebody else. So there's, mm -hmm. actual, there's actually like not, you can't, it, that doesn't really destroy the economy because it's really just, it's moving money from one place to another. And more importantly is it gives a legitimate way to buy gold that doesn't involve people going to third party resellers. And as we're well aware, gold farming has a huge impact. Like, if you, if you have a reason to actually buy a bunch of gold, then you're going to have to figure out, well, where do I want to get it from? Do I want to get it from a third-party Chinese reseller? Or do I want to get it from Blizzard, officially? Do I want to basically take it from another player? It makes right. perfect sense. Like, it, it's already being used with EVE. It's been used with Plex. It was used with whatever the hell they do in, um, what is it? 
uh, Wildstar did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Blizzard doesn't make money from this. It's essentially you are paying for someone else's sub and you're exchanging the gold that they have. You're not... and. It, gold sellers are still going to exist, but you have a legitimate way of buying gold. So you're going to reduce the effectiveness of gold selling in-game, which means that you're right. going to be able to farm less. And that means that hopefully the economy is actually going to deflate rather than the other way around. I was going to say, it sounds like almost like an incentive for people to play more so that they can... Is it, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you can play the game more, get more gold, and then you can just pay with your yeah you, pay you your don't subscription. have to pay 15 bucks a month anymore you can just pay with gold it's pretty genius if you think about it yeah. like uh they're they're forcing people to play a game more that's been i mean it's been on the decline but it's been a very very long decline it's yeah i mean it's spiked again with uh the expansion as well right oh exactly yeah, yeah. so i mean clearly i mean blizzard's a very smart company so they know what they're doing um if anything it took them this long yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, they got to make how many millions of players happy? So, yeah, that's that's. I guess it's a very good problem to have right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't honestly see the downside. Like, it's there really doesn't appear to be one. It's I don't think it's going to affect the economy in a major way because again, you're just moving. You're not introducing gold into the economy. The gold already exists. Mm-hmm. It's not like you are literally saying to somebody hey, you can buy gold and this gold is magically created. It's not. It's taken from another player. If you were right. able to literally buy gold that was just created, and this is a lesser problem with gold farming as well, like because people are farming way more gold from mobs than ever should be, logically, because there are literally companies doing it, that inflates the economy because that gold is essentially infinite based on mob spawns. So you're always mm. going to be inflating the economy that way. This way doesn't do that. I, I literally don't see a downside. I don't. You can't buy top-tier raid gear with gold. You can't buy power with gold. The stuff that you right. can craft is minimal. You are saving time, and that is really all there is to it. And frankly, yeah. I, I would, I would, if I was still playing WoW, I'd absolutely take advantage of this. I don't want to fucking waste my time buying gold. I mean, that's uh, buying uh, farming gold. That's absurd. I don't find fun in that. I want to have enough gold for my repairs, for my consumables, to craft the shit that I need to raid, and that's pretty much it. And that yeah, WoW I mean, token lets you do that. Well, there's there's definitely a negative connotation with the sort of thing of like the pay to win mentality, but this doesn't sound like I it's don't think that. It applies. Like, I mean, I it's think... not like a go- you can't buy with gold to top tier gear exactly. that will murder people. That just it just WoW doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, this this is this is more of they need a better term for it, but it's sort of like pay because I don't have any time. Pay pay to I, skip. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Pay to skip. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that sort of thing where it's like, like people were bitching about the order only being like five hours long. I was like, I could beat that game in five hours. Fuck, I should go pick it up. Like, I don't, I'm, I, I'm obviously, I'm From not Red probably, Box, maybe. yeah, I mean, sure, I'll rent it, whatever. But like, I'm probably not the target demographic, but like, as I'm getting older and I'm getting busier and all this other stuff, like, I can't, like, like I said, dying light. I think I'm like 30 hours into the game. I'm like, just fucking end, please. I get it. I get it. Yeah. You kill zombies. It's fun. It's great. I'm getting more powerful. It's fine. But like, Sometimes I just want to I just want to pay to just get through a good five to six hour, you know, enjoyment level and just move on. That's just where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's a, it's oh. about to, it's about quality time, isn't it? And apparently, just to correct, there is apparently some mythic level gear you can buy on the auction house, so that is possible. I don't know how good that is in PvP though. That's that's right. that's the interesting thing about it because like, how is it pay to win if you're just if you're fighting against the fucking in AI, you know, PVE? That doesn't right. make any... It's like people said Warframe before they even put PvP in. was like, oh, it's pay to win. It's like, pay to win what? You're not competing with anybody. 
Like, yeah, all you are is jealous that somebody got better gear than you. That doesn't make it pay to win. That just makes you green with envy. It's not the same thing. <laughs> uh, people, oh, it's just, uh, yeah, we've, we've been seeing a lot of that just kind of... There are certain words that people latch onto, and then they just like to shout from the heavens and then jump into the echo chamber and then yeah. scream the same thing over and over. You see that a lot on the internet, and it just this is a sort of like parrot mentality. So people go, pay to win. They're like, do you even know what that means? Like, pay to win. Like, okay, you're just not going to say it. You can buy anything in game that isn't a skin equals pay to win. Like, yeah. that, that's the people's attitude. It's like, no, sorry. The, it's a free-to-play game. They have to make money fucking somehow. Come on. And yeah, I mean, even games like War Thunder and World of Tanks aren't pay to win. I mean, hell, World of Tanks, for the longest time, actually did have a kind of pay-to-win mechanic in the form of gold ammo that had better <laughs> armor penetration. War really? Thunder doesn't have anything like that. In fact, the vast majority of PC-based modern free-to-play games are surprisingly not pay-to-win. They are paid to skip, they're paid to progress faster, they're paid to look pretty, they're not paid to win. You want to pay to win, you go to a mobile device. Those are places where you can actually find pay to win games. Uh, yeah, like I think like Candy Crush Soda is like uh, the biggest like offender of that, where it's like there's certain levels you just can't beat unless you give the game money, and you're like, well, now you're just being a dick. I, I, <laughs> I refuse to even try that, so I couldn't tell you if that's true, but I imagine it's, it probably is. It's hard to quit, but I mean, uh, it's, it's good. It's just good when you're on the train. Um, yeah, 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 but I, I think there's like there's a certain I think it just basically comes down to who's good and who's bad at PR because like EA will be like we're doing this model where you can pay money to unlock a crate and a gun will be in there maybe um, and it's going to be in the next battlefield and people go fuck you you're oh, screw you battlefield CSGO does the same thing and everyone pats Valve on the ass yeah and it's like yeah and so it's like who's better at PR at that point and who has the better reputation yeah and yeah, the, the, the thing is that that model can affect things like progression. But ultimately, like in free-to-play games, I don't think there's any excuse to whine about that. It's like you're not paying for the fucking game. In something like Assassin's Creed, where they put boosters in, yeah, I can see where your problem is there because I don't know if you have... if You may have fucked with the game's progression curve to make me want to pay. To you know, So if you're compromising the game's proper progression curve and it's pacing to get more money out of me then fuck you but if it's oh, a yeah. free-to-play game fucking accept that's the cost of doing business it's free for fuck's sake yeah it's it's the mentality i've always had where it's like you know what skins are nice let's just leave it at that yeah well unfortunately it's, most yeah. games can't survive on skins alone you know? sure there's like two of them you know evolves trying yeah i don't know well, we'll see. it'll, it'll see release his next monster for 15 bucks and then we'll see um but yeah um, all right let's uh, let's do releases then because as you said we've got a okay. lot of releases to go through so let's let's give that a shot all righty today march 3rd we have ore shika tainted bloodlines for vita i bet it's anime bullshit it probably <laughs> is it is a thing it's a japanese role-playing <laughs> game of course because it's only japanese games come out. it actually looks kind of pretty it's got a nice art say, style. This looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's got a kind of a commie-like art style going on to it. The characters look super generic, but <laughs> it is apparently like a sequel to the 1999 PlayStation game. Wow. Oh, it's an RPG. Oh, it interesting. Is. Yeah, well, it's on the Vita, of course. It's an RPG. <laughs> well. <laughs> apparently, it did really well. Famitsu gave it 36 out of 40, and it sold really well in Japan. Sold through 75% of its initial shipment in like a week. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Apparently it's a classic in Japan, but I have no idea what else it is, but it seems interesting. Uh, next up is Scream Ride for Xbox 360 and Xbox One. I have heard some weird shit about that game. 
And what does it do? Scream ride? Uh, it is a construction simulator and puzzle video game, which appears to be oh. about building roller coasters. There you go. And it's not called Roller Coaster Tycoon, so people it will be mad. New. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a demolition expert mode, which I assume involves murdering people on roller coasters. Uh, oh. Today, kind of Resident Evil Revelations 2 Episode 2 came out for PlayStation 4. That was 4. quick. That was yeah, very quick. It was quite quick. Yep, they only just <laughs> brought out the first one of that. Incidentally, apparently they've just added the split-screen co-op back into the PC version after a modder put it in and said, ha ha, yeah. you took it out for no fucking reason. Yeah, yeah, it took that guy like no time at all to be like, oh, you don't have co-op? Here, I made co-op. And then <laughs> they're like, like okay, so we'll put it back in. They're like, what are you yeah. doing, you morons? <laughs> Why did you even take that out in the first place? <laughs> Idiots. Oh my goodness. Uh, next up is White Knight for PS4. This one looks weird and interesting, and it has this uh, this monochrome art style to it. You just uh, defend girls on forums or something? What do you do? No, it is not that in any way. <laughs> Damn it. It's interesting. Yes, it's going to kind of noir monochrome art style. It is about puzzles and light, basically. <laughs> Huh. I thought there was a white a Japanese game called White Knight. That yeah, came there out was White PS3. Knight Chronicles, which was a yeah, JRPG. Yeah. Not the same game. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Shiftlings for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Yes, this is uh, a bit weird. It's called The Galaxy's Biggest No-Brainer. Control two adorably dim-witted alien space janitors on a quick, quirky quest to repair the galaxy. The whole galaxy. That's uh, interesting. It's, uh, it's primarily a puzzle game, by the looks of it. Cool, cool, gotcha. cool. About weight shifting, mostly. Apparently, one of them is really fat, and you use that. And you yeah, can... it looks. Oh, they're connected to each other by spacesuits. Uh, spacesuits, they can inflate each other. Interesting. Uh... It looks like a looks like a twisted pixel game. It Something does like actually, doesn't it? But it's not. I don't believe. It's Sierra game. Yeah. It it's like. by uh, published by Sierra, which is interesting because I wasn't even aware Sierra was even a publisher. Still, uh, it's by Rocket Pocket Games. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh my. Uh, next up is Helldivers for PS4, I'm Vita, told that's and fucking legit. Like, a lot yeah. of people are saying that's really good right now. I thought it's, uh, it's been out for a while, right? Nope, just came out. Helldivers. A what video am I game thinking version of? of Starship Troopers, says Kotaku. Well, that's Kotaku. Hmm. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it apparently is very good. A lot of people are saying that it seems like it's very fun, uh, sort of twin-stick Diablo-esque futuristic thingy. And if cool. I recall correctly, it's by Arrowhead that made Magicka, so that's probably great. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, next up is Ollie Ollie 2. Welcome to Hollywood. Oh, no. For PS4 and The Vita. misery game. That game is so fucking hard. I'm terrible at it. Yeah. Well, it, it's tough when you have to... What is it? Well, I played on Vita, so it's like you have to like press X to land. The yes. hard part. Yes. It, it, so it's a skateboarding game, but like... So, like, Tony Hawk or anything like that, typically, the, the board will just land on its own. There is a button you have to press every time you land on Ollie Ollie. It's like... That's real dumb. It's really hard. <laughs> um, fun, though. It's fun, but it's like, it's just, it's misery. Um, it, it, I don't know. Like I said, give it a try. <laughs> don't, oh, yes. You don't have to buy it. It's worth checking out at least once. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, La Mulana X for Vita. Fuck that game. Yes. Fuck that game. So hard. La Milana is ridiculously difficult. It's just evil, evil game. 
seriously. Oh, side scrolling platform game. Interesting. Oh yeah, it's highly rated. It's a Japanese game. It were it was very 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 good and very 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 hard. It is really <laughs> really evil. Uh Aces of the Air is being ported to PlayStation 3 network from PS1. Play yeah, thank God for that. Okay, yeah. Everyone was so really after a copy of Aces of the Air, I'm sure. On PS3 specifically? Oh, whatever. It's a PS1 uh, classic. Crimson Land is going on the PS3 network. Yeah, that is a top-down shooter, which is actually not that interesting. Uh, Heroes in the Sky for PC. Free-to-play uh, dogfighting game. So apparently we're getting yet more of those. <laughs> and that is it for today, March 4th, a.k.a. tomorrow. We have Tormentum Dark Sorrow for PC. Tormentum. Wait, that's that, that's that thing. That's Wait. the Metal as Fuck video game. Yeah. Yes. With the really great so art fun. style. <gasps> I'm so excited. Yep. It's, it's like dude. Dark Souls crossed with... Um, uh, it's like... Hellraiser? It's like... A Metalocalypse puzzle game. Yeah, it's, oh. a it's a dark point and click. It's like Dark Souls crossed with Sam and Max. I was crossed with the most metal of imagery you could possibly fucking... There's a fucking metal train. Like, a giant train that's clearly on fire and covered in what appears to be metal tendrils. It's metal as fuck, this game. There's a raven <laughs> in multiple places. There's a giant hamster that looks oh, wow. like he's made of metal. My God, it comes out tomorrow. I'm so happy. I can't forget. I have to write yeah. a note. So. It looks like um, the uh, cover to an Iron Maiden uh, album. This uh, is many. Pretty... Uh, or Judas it's... Priest one. It looks, uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking that's, metal. That's legit. Okay. Uh, next up is Frank and John for PC. That's early access and involves, I think, throwing your head at things. Sorry, I, talked directly. <laughs> I actually oh, have code oh. for this, but I haven't tried it yet. Frank and Frank and John. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. It's oh, like Frankenstein, but Frank and John. A randomly it, generated it, head-smashing RPG. Battle your way through a house of horrors inspired by B-movies and delve into the demented mind of your creator, Dr. Harmon. And, and your weapon, I think, is your head. It's kind of dynamite heady-ish. You can fling your head 360 <laughs> degrees, which is a feature we've all been missing in games lately. <laughs> all right, so there... Well, there's that. Mm -hmm. Uh... ASA Remastered Collection for PC. A first-person slideshow adventure game. Um, oh, good. So, Color me excited. Well, yeah, I guess that's mist then, right? It's mist, basically, in space, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ubinoda or Ubinoda for PC? Mm, that is... Ubinoda. In a world where inhabitants live in the sky on floating islands made of cubes, it's oh, a mess that threatens we, to make the. Didn't we see? Didn't we look at this game a previous time? Was it pushed? Maybe. I don't recall that. I remember seeing this stuff for sure. It's a 3D puzzler, basically. Okay. Involving a block world that falls away, and you paint it. Yeah, it's and got an interesting. Wizard. Interesting art style. I mean, it's bright. It's colorful. It is. <laughs> it's real, real bright. Does it for you? <laughs> Uh, Pre-Civilization Marble Age for PC. Yeah, I just could code for this one as well. It's like, it's supposed to be like a Greek strategy game. I'm going to be honest, like, looking at it, it looks like a mobile game, frankly, but I, mm. uh, I guess I'll have a look at it. We'll see. Um, Dig or Die for PC. <laughs> Those are the only two choices? Fuck. I don't like <laughs> either of those things. 
It, it's an early access game. It is a sandbox strategy it, that looks very much like Terraria. It actually looks exactly like Terraria. <laughs> I might just play Terraria. <laughs> huh. uh, that's it for March 4th. On March 5th, we have Mario vs. Donkey Kong Tipping Stars for 3DS and Wii U. Just the tip. Alright. Just the tipping stars. It's a new Mario vs. Donkey Kong game, which is something of a puzzle game, which is kind of like Lemmings-esque-ish. Ish. Huh. Ish. Yep. Alright. Okay. Yeah. Looks neat. <laughs> I don't care about that game. I... <laughs> I don't think you do either. I think you're just making it up. Oh, I'm looking at the art. I'm looking at the cover. I'm literally judging a book by its cover, and I'm like, it looks like Mario's like a Lego character, yes. kind of. Like, I dig that. But yeah, Mario vs. Donkey Kong's done that quite a few times. Like they did, uh, there's okay. like been about four games in the series. I think it's kind of a, it's a weird Mario puzzler. It's a bit strange. That's, I've never heard of this series until now. That's sad. I'm sorry. Um, okay, uh, I need something to play on my uh, my Wii U that's not Smash Brothers. <laughs> so that uh, was thank you, thank you for the pity laugh. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a real one. <laughs> uh, fly in the house for PC. It is a exploration and destruction game with a parody story. Acting in different rooms, you'll hunt the fly without mercy, destroying interiors and apartments to do it. This sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> this looks awful. Yes. It, it, this, this does not look like a good video game. Oh, this look, Whoa, wait, wait, wait. I'm watching a video. He's picking up... He's just throwing... Uh, throwing shit. He's just, he's just throwing shit. How's yeah. the fly throwing it, stuff? It, it, the, you know, he's trying to catch the fly. He's trying to kill it. The flies. Oh, he, so he's oh, destroying his entire house in order to do so, which is very impractical. Sorry, I, I for it's some reason fly, I, man. I thought it was like fly on the wall, not fly in the house. Oh, no. I was like, oh, I figured you have to like spy on people he's or something. Like, everything. Oh. He's destroying his entire apartment to get this fly. He's a dumbass. Right. He's a dumb, fool. dumb, dumb man. Oh, this is YouTube bait. Yeah, they it got is. me. It really is PewDiePie. <laughs> Next. Next up is Standpoint for PC, which uh, looks weird. I looked it up. Uh, okay. Well, why don't you tell us about it? It's a it's a bunch of corridors. Great. And Sounds awesome. Yep. All like literally all I see are corridors, and its slogan is "Will you fall or will you fly?" Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand I what this is. Couldn't tell you. Okay. No. Well, well that, has, that has not enthused me. <laughs> this is uh, all your fault. And when you wait, I don't understand. And when you when you go to their website, the most recent post is yeah. called "Dealing with Failure." Standpoint is a failure in so many ways. Like that's not inspiring did... me to buy it yeah, at all. Yeah, but apparently the game is still coming out. I don't know. Enjoy, everybody. <laughs> um, this is this is unrelated. But does anyone remember War Soup? Do you remember that? Not at all. There was a. The, if you get a chance, look it up on YouTube. The animation styling was awesome, but it was like this. They pitched it as like, it's like a StarCraft first-person shooter, and then it just went away. This game kind of reminds me of it. Very little, but like, I don't know. I was wondering if anyone knew what happened to that game. Right Sorry. Anyway, I was hoping you could bring it back. Sorry, we cannot revive it. It is now dead. It Save is our it. fault entirely. Next game is called Kiln? Siln? It's C-Y-L-N-E yes. for PC. It is a first-person surreal exploration game in the form of a visual poems collection. 
Choose a symbol to explore and feel unreal worlds filled with psychic and environmental enigmas and platforming. Oh, well, that, that's, they lost me at that point. Surrounded by a dark halo, dive into consciousness boost to find meaning. It looks pretty, I'll give it that, but as to whether or not it actually has any gameplay, it may be a walking simulator. Apparently it has platforming and some sort of puzzle solving in it, so maybe not. Again, it looks good. I have no mm -hmm. idea what the fuck it is, but... That's a video game. Yeah, it looks kind of like a Final Fantasy VIII FMV. It does like a bit, the part, it? Yeah, the part I'm at right now, I'm waiting for some, like... I don't know, some weird god to come out of the sky and yell some at me. strange visual shit going on in that game, I gotta say. I don't know. <laughs> Alright. Next. Next is Savage Lands for PC, which at first I thought was Stomping Lands, but they're not, not the same Not the game. same thing, apparently. Darn. <laughs> it's probably for the best. It's an early access game anyway, though. Ex oh, it's no. an early access survival game about exploits. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, another one. But apparently there's also fucking things to kill in it. There's dragons and shit. It actually looks a bit Skyrim-esque in many ways, if Skyrim was made with much less budget. Ooh. Yeah, it's a little rough around the edges. Yeah. It is a kind of medieval hmm. fantasy crafting survival thingy. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I saw a giant walking tree. That looked cool. Doesn't look awful. I've got to admit. Yeah. Uh, but it's early access, so I think I'll not buy that. Interesting. Next is Vietnam 65 for PC. Man, we are getting a lot of random shit. <sighs> if I recall correctly, that used to be on iOS as well. Um, right. Vietnam 65? Yeah, uh, uh, although apparently not. Hang on a minute. It's got units in it. Is this an RTS? It kind of... It looks like a really serious version of cannon fodder. A lot, yeah. All of their all of their buzz lines from people who like it are very um, wow. This game is fantastic, sort of a thing. Well, that that's great, but tell me what it is. It look it looks like a know. really old RTS. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, it doesn't visually impress to say the least. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Next. Next is professional lumberjack for PC. What? Hmm. Uh, okay. These, some of these seem like gold. I think we're going to play some of these. This was actually <laughs> this is published by Bandai Namco, if you can actually believe what? this. They're, they're taking this one seriously. This is actually a lumberjack simulator. Woodcutter Simulator 2015. Yes. God. You are a lumberjack, and that's okay, apparently. Oh, God, it has porn jazz music. Right. Yes. <laughs> Next. That's what this I look for in all my games. Of course. This is my bread and butter. It's <laughs> like... It's like garbage. <laughs> Lumberjack simulators. That's all I ever want. Uh, on March 6th, we have Zombie Army Trilogy for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Oh, Nazi Zombie Army Sniper Elite. Yes. Uh, God, that game is tired. I'm surprised they're releasing a third one. No, wait, I'm not, because it's a license to print money, and everyone fucking buys this game for some stupid reason. <sighs> Next. Uh, Armed 7 for PC. Okay. Armed 7 the year uh, 1989. 12 years have passed since the Go-Go Army invasion of Earth. Exposure to alien technology has enabled Earth's own technology to take massive leaps forward. And it is a side-scrolling shooter. <laughs> That's, I love the, like, the story behind it. And then you watch the video. This, and it's, it's nothing what you just described. No, this, one, <laughs> this looks like it was on the Neo Geo. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I just clicked a War Thunder ad. I'm sorry. Yeah, just do that. It's better than clicking this. Don't worry. Yeah. They're like, here, we have something better for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, YouTube. And then 
our final day, March 9th, up until next week, is Shelter 2 for PC. This time you are a lynx, I believe, instead of a badger. Oh. In the first game, you were a badger, trying to get your oh. badger cubs to the final, the final destination without them being eaten alive. Now you are a lynx, and kind of doing <laughs> the same thing. Uh, after that is Frankenstein, Master of Death for PC. Frankenstein, Master of Death. It okay. looks like a point and click. Oh. Oh, it God, might. it's a hidden object game. It's, yeah. it's a fucking... <laughs> yep, so, exactly the same art style. You know it when you see these. Like, you know they're it. all the same. Yep. And finally, Grapple for PC is our final one. If that's not about wrestling, I'm going to be very disappointed. It isn't. It's a 3D puzzle platformer. It's not about wrestling. I'm disappointed. Damn. Apparently, you came in like a wrecking ball, though, by the looks of it. Ha. Uh, yes. You are a wrecking ball and other things besides. Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you, are you actually are you a wrestling fan? Uh, not really. Okay. But I do like I, I, I do like wrestling video games because they're all very silly and have like five thousand different modes. I I, do, I I agree with you there. I just went to my first wrestling match last weekend and it was a blast. Um, not like, like WWE legit or wrestling or fake wrestling. It was called PWG. Um, it's like a smaller like venue. I I think they're mostly based out of LA, but like we went to it and it was amazing. Like uh, they they had a they had a, a tag team group. One of them was called the Best Friends. And uh-huh. their whole their whole shtick is their best friends, and okay. at like dur- at one point right. at one point during the fight like <laughs> Two best friends, they, they had a cum rag at one point where like it was like what? a fake cum rag. Well, like this guy like did the motion of like he was jerking off and he put on a rag and he threw it on the guy's face and he's like oh my god, like it was, it was and then it was like an ongoing joke throughout the show that they had this cum rag, but it was like legit like pile drivers and like everything like it was real wrestling and like I'd watch that stuff when I was a kid, but I saw this thing and I was like. Just blown away that grown people were paying money to see this stuff because it's just—I it, mean, like I was so happy it existed. But, Dude, um, there's a place in LA where um, they do a combination of luchador wrestling and burlesque shows, and I want to go there so bad. <laughs> I don't know what it's <laughs> called though. Yeah, uh, I think it's just called East LA. But yeah, you should check it out. <laughs> well, you Burn place I live. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all the releases. We're done. We're slightly overrunning. So let's wrap up the show by telling people where exactly you can find our stuff. Starting with Adam, where do you go to find your stuff? Uh, You can check me out anywhere on Rooster Teeth, but you can see all of all the stuff I do mostly at Funhouse. That's F-U-N-H-A-U-S. And come uh, come give give it a look. See see if you like it. It might be funny. Might not. Who knows? Might not. Is that a good guarantee? Was that a good was that a good salesmanship? I don't know. Yeah, it was brilliant. Well done. Nailed 10 it. out of 10. <laughs> it wouldn't change a thing. No game is perfect. Dodger, what's going on with the channel this week? What's going on? Uh, well, I mean, after making my succulent video, I don't think that there's anything else no I can do that's there. better. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Krender and I have finished up Realis Air, so the end of that is going to be going up. Uh, what else is happening? We've got our craft stream going up tomorrow from last week. And just just fun stuff. If you like fun stuff, come hang out at youtube.com slash press hard to continue. And on all those social medias, I'm at Dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. That's on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Hummingbird, all the things. So Hummingbird? What the fuck is Hummingbird? It's an anime site. Something. Oh, okay. Of course it is. <laughs> See? Did I knew. It? If I just, there was no point in explaining what it actually is. It's no, just, I definitely it's don't It's anime care. related. And then curious. everybody goes, oh, then fucking right. never mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Well, All right. find me in the usual places, youtube.com slash cynicalbrit. Uh, stuff coming up on the channel this week. Probably doing a video on City Skylines because, of course, that's pretty good. I don't think there'll be a War Thunder video because I'm fucking terrible at it. But outside of that, we got a bunch of stuff. I have a giant pile of video games that I'm supposed to get through and I probably will never get through. There's supposed to be a new uh, Snark Tank coming up on Jenna's channel, which is youtube.com slash Jenna Bain. If you haven't checked that out already, Total Biscuit Tastes Italy, I eat a box of Italian things, which was sent to me. And that will be an ongoing series of bullshit. So feel free to watch that because <laughs> you have nothing better to do with your life. Trust me, you don't. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. Thank you very much for watching the show, folks. We very much appreciate it. And I would suggest tuning in next week. Next week's guest, if I... Oh, uh, God, please tell me I'm actually right about this. Jesse will be back next week. So he's not slacking off too much. But next week's guest will be Eric Kane, who is a games journalist for Forbes. So that should be fun. And I think that's about it. Pretty much wraps the show. Check us out. Make sure that you have a look at our channels. You'll find them below. Or check out, of course, Funhouse, which is spelled F. U-N-H-A-U-S and not in the traditional yeah. way because Adam, no, is, umlauts. Adam <laughs> is a filthy, filthy filthy foreigner it's true wait, what? <laughs> well, thank you for watching the Crystal <laughs> Podcast, goodbye!